0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: Sign up for a six month bottled water contract for your home or office today and get your first five gallon bottle free. Visit watertomydoor.com and use code DRINKITIN at checkout.
2: This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi.
0: Welcome to Real Talk. For real
1: Mississippians. Let, 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 let's do this.
0: Three, two, one. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert.
2: Everyone, and welcome to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. It indeed is Thursday, April the 1st, aka Good Friday Eve. Good Friday Eve. Good one. It certainly is. And it is a day of gratitude here at Super Talk Mississippi. Listen somewhat to uh, Paul's show this morning. That was really good. And it's a good thing we're doing here, is it? It's time to take a little rest, a little break, and recognize those who have comforted us and kept us moving along, especially over this past year with the the number of challenges beset upon us by the uh, pandemic. Unfortunately, there are many who wish for the pandemic to continue, it appears, indefinitely.
3: Still can't wrap my head around that.
2: I can't either. <clears throat> um, it's the old never let a crisis go to waste deal, isn't it? It is indeed, but here at Super Talk, we intend to recognize the many who have helped us through this debacle, and what a lineup we have today, Rhino, uh, starting off with my little daughter, I call her little, she's 31, but she's still my little daughter, of course, Alex Marie Gibbert. The Marie, by the way, is, uh, was my mother's name. And so Alex's middle name is the same of my mother. Uh, and unfortunately, my mother passed away before Alex and Nick were born and how proud they or she would be of them today but after that we've got the man himself JT Williamson he is scheduled to join us and he'll uh, give us an update provide his thoughts on this day at the, at this point that's our schedule that's what we're hoping for if not we're going to try to get him at 11:53 we're we're kind of uh accommodating his his needs and his situation, I think still over in Houston. So and then we've got Josh West, the co-owner of Delta Blue Jeans. We'll talk about how Delta Blue Jeans they retooled, not to be confused with reimagine. They retooled their operation to make masks. Really a cool gesture there, and we're very successful at it. And then Colonel Randy Ginn of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The uh, patrolmen and women, the, the troopers, how they have served the public over this past year and how they serve this state every single day with honor and distinction, with our safety being their paramount concern. And then the Speaker of the House, Philip Gunn. He's going to come in and give us a little update on the legislative session. Uh, How does that align with his goals for the session? And then he'll also talk about, well, we'll certainly we'll ask him about what the plans are with this $1.8 billion coming our way from the federal government. It's just a money machine. They just print it like popcorn. It's coming our way. What are we going to do with all that money? Uh, Followed by, at 11.37, Mississippi National Guard COVID-19 Task Force Chaplain, Major Jason Byrd, from the Army Guard, and then from the Air Guard, Lieutenant Colonel Jeremy Parker. He's the Task Force Commander. It'll be interesting to have a discussion with uh, those two officers of the Guard about how the National Guard has also contributed and serviced to and serviced our communities across the state of Mississippi when we need it the most. And, of course, the fine work they're doing with this vaccination rollout, it's, I think it's second to none in the country. And our friend, senior pastor of First Baptist Church in Summit, Mississippi, Larry LeBond, will lead us in a prayer for the state of Mississippi. That's coming up at 12.05. Cedric Burnside, excited about having Cedric on the program. He is a musician to talk about his personal experiences over the past year and how music, touring, and that entire industry of entertainment really did change dramatically, and how we get back to normal. I'm ready to go so, to some concerts for sure. And then Stacy Pickering, the executive director of the Mississippi Veterans Affairs. They've got something uh, coming up, the Operation Family Reunion which is a really cool deal. And then agency accomplishments that benefit our veterans, some of the legislation that uh, went through and passed for our veterans. And and we'll discuss all things about the Veterans Affairs Agency with the head of the uh, the executive director, Stacey Pickering. So it's an incredible day lined up for us. We're going to be busy. We're going to be talking to lots of folks, but it should be fun. I think we've got a just a, a, a great uh, lineup of, of folks from a spectrum of our society, from the clergy to the government to the, the National Guard, law enforcement. Really cool. Looking forward to it. And it is, as Jeff and Grenada says, <clears throat> April Fools. It's also opening day, Major League Baseball.
3: Yeah, I was... Uh... I was sorely tempted to pay homage to an incident that happened about a decade ago now on the air. What's that? With a, a former colleague of ours, Cap'n. Okay. He uh, had a computer snafu around April Fool's. I don't think it actually happened on April Fool's. But he had a computer snafu to where the system only recognized one song that he could find. And that was the only song he could play for an entire show, in and out of breaks. And that one song... He- was the Prices Right theme song, <laughs> and I thought since today being Thursday, we usually do theme songs on Thursday, I might pay homage and just play that nonstop the whole day. Oh gosh! But I was vetoed. You were vetoed <laughs> by by the powers that be. Ah, the powers,
2: <laughs> the the men and women behind the curtain. <laughs> they vetoed you. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain.
3: As the wizard said, so you can either thank them for it or send your complaints to them. Well,
2: I I would thank them if we never played safety dance. (laughs) (laughs) Can we outlaw and veto that one? (laughs) What's the other one? Be happy. I don't know what's the one I didn't like yesterday.
3: I just need to figure out a way.
2: Electric Avenue
3: on the stream. Whenever I do play safety dance, I need to get the people from the music video to dance across the Mm -hmm. screen. Yeah, If I could get that to work out, it might work. Yep.
2: So, uh, my son just texted in, Big Nick Gibbert. He said, today is opening day Yep, for Major League Baseball. And my sister and dad are on the radio. What a day. Let's have a Thursday. Love you, too. That's from Nick. Thanks, Nick. Be careful. Oh, boy. I think they got a big tournament where he... uh, That he runs, the facility that he runs over in Vicksburg. A big tournament, right, Nick, coming up this weekend? Not playing on Easter Sunday, but I think Friday and Saturday. Hopefully that uh, will be a fun time, and the weather looks like it's going to cooperate. So, uh, let's see. Oh, you got somebody says they need you to send them some info about some tickets. Working on it. Yep, appreciate that. So think about what, folks, you are grateful for today, on this day of gratitude. The folks here, to the hosts certainly at Supertalk, we all produce little little videos, little short clips, where we discuss what we are grateful for, and I believe that was shared across the Supertalk social media platforms. But you got to start, for me, with family. The family the most important thing in my life and that would have to start with my parents neither one are present with us anymore they are in heaven with the Lord but Al and Marie Gibbert uh, to whom I am incredibly grateful for for being their son and for their uh, their parenting and their loving and their their teaching which is what parents should do, in my view, and they taught respect for all individuals, and the value of hard work, and being, and being honest, and living a godly life of integrity, and just understanding those principles and tenets, and really instilling those in a child, I think is the best thing we could do as parents. And so I'm grateful for that, I'll start with that, and how that impacted me and how I think my success is, to a large degree, owed to them. So thank you, Mom and Dad in Heaven, for that. We'll take a break right here, we'll come back, and we've got daughter Alex Marie Gibbert on the air, in the studio. Stay with us, the JT Show continues.
5: Hey guys, I'm Michael Clark with Ace Bolton Screw Company. We have been locally owned and operated for over 50 years. Come by and check out our newly remodeled store. We've got all the biggest brands of power tools and hand tools. Dewalt, Milwaukee, Makita, Channel Lock, Irwin, and Lennox, just to name a few. Let us help you get the job done right. Come see us at Ace Bolton Screw Company, Jackson, Tupelo, Atlanta, and Gluckstadt.
9: Are you turning 65? Humana can provide answers to your Medicare questions, including what are my Medicare plan options? Which Medicare plan is right for me? And how do I choose a Medicare plan? Listening, learning, and providing whole health support that meets you where you are. That's what we call human care. To learn more, call 601-605-5130 to speak to your local Humana sales agent. Your window tent
0: headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel Paint Protection Film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. Selling your vehicle? We'll buy it. Need to put it on our lot? We'll consign it.
1: Bureau show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 super talk jackson
0: now 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 back to the jt show with gerard gibbert and rhino
1: great news everybody
0: on super talk mississippi,
11: mississippi. welcome back Take it out, welcome back To that same old place that you laughed about Well the names have all changed since you hung around But those dreams have remained and they've turned around
1: Who'd have thought they
2: Welcome back to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. And Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios on this... Good Friday Eve. Indeed it is. It's Holy Thursday. It's the eve of Good Friday. It is Holy Week. And today it's Super Talk, and on the JT Show, it is a day of gratitude. And joining me in the studio now, the one, the only, my daughter. It's not funny. <laughs> Alex Marie Gibbard, a.k.a., in case you guys didn't know, Boo. Her name is Boo? Yep. And that, uh, I don't know where that came from, except it was like within a couple of hours after she was born uh, locally here. I don't know. I just, uh, uh, just this nickname came out. And uh, what I I do remember, so yesterday, Rhino, (laughs) you know, we talked about the CNN report that says you can't determine a child's gender when they're born. Yeah. Well, Back when Alex was born, I'll tell this story first, when she was born and you did the sonograms, they weren't as precise, you know, that sort of deal, as, as they are now. And, and so you didn't know what the gender was, <clears throat> excuse me, or they would sort of guess. It wasn't as definitive as it is today. And and so while I was in the birthing room there when, when Alex was uh, coming about, the uh, the nurses all said, oh, all that head of hair, that's got to be a boy. <laughs> And, and then uh, out comes Alex and uh, Dr. Stubblefield, as I recall, the OBGYN that uh, graciously and competently delivered, Alex. I'm like, wanting to know, well, what is it? you know, And he's busy <laughs> trying to do his thing. And I said and I'm looking at him, he could tell, I was curious about what the gender was, And so I remember this so vividly, he held up baby Alex, by the feet, you know, and said, oh, it's a girl, (laughs) after he looked. So I'm thinking that Dr. Stubblefield's not buying this CNN nonsense about (laughs) determining a child's uh, gender. All right, Alex, good morning. Thanks for coming in.
7: Morning. Thank you.
2: (laughs) So you are an English teacher Mm -hmm. at Ridgeland High School, part of the Madison County School District.
7: Mm -hmm, That's right.
2: And what made you decide to be a teacher
7: oh wow um you remember at the old office that you used to have My those, office? Yeah, you yeah used to have those rooms with the dry erase boards yeah okay I used to go in there after school sometimes and Nick <laughs> I'd make Nick sit at a desk and so I that would, would
2: be your younger brother
7: yes uh, and I would teach him what I learned that day at school ah. and um, I remember trying to teach him cursive and all kinds of random things and I was in third grade learning cursive and he's in first grade. He's like, Alex, I don't really care. I don't want to do this. And um, Then, as you know, I went on Ole Miss thinking I was going to do this broadcast um, for sports and I just decided I just don't think my heart's in it. And You and I talked about it and I moved off to Austin and I was in sales and the whole time I was doing sales, I just kept thinking, man, I'm not happy. This is not what I want to be doing. And I moved home after a year, and I did the alternate route, got my license, and um, it's been my passion ever since. So.
2: so, great, great story. I actually do remember you trying to uh, uh, sort of get Nick on board with the idea <laughs> of learning cursive writing from his older sister, but I think he was at that point not too worried about no, that. Probably. All right, so... What is the what has school been like over the past year during the pandemic? You guys have been in school since mm-hmm. August, right? Yes. Here in Madison County Schools, mm-hmm. are you going to school? in person every day?
7: Yes, Uh, well there are some days like for example Monday would typically be part of our Easter holiday but instead we're doing virtual learning. So the teachers will be in school providing direct instruction from their laptop um, using Zoom and the students will be at their homes logging on to Zoom. We take attendance, we teach a full day's lesson and it's literally like they're in the classroom. Um, During the ice storm we had a little while ago, same thing we did virtual learning, um, so there are some random days like that throughout the year where we do have virtual learning. But pretty much every day, we're in person. Like today is a half day, but we're in person today, so I'm very thankful for that. So,
2: do you miss your students when you're doing virtual and not? Yeah, I know you miss them in the summer. You've told me that.
7: Yes, right? I do. Anytime we have a break, I worry about them, and I, I, um, I miss them a lot they usually email me or something or message me on the remind app but um yeah virtual is great because we still can get that instruction day in but it's not as fun for me because I enjoy lots of open discussion and I'm kind of the crazy teacher that you know moves around the room walks around a lot and so to kind of be just stuck at this computer screen and they're not in and half the time, you know, you, you don't know are they listening? Are they sleeping? You know, yeah. so it's just I don't know. I um I like in person. You build the relationships better that way. Um I'm not a virtual teacher. There are some teachers that do teach two or three virtual classes. Yeah. Um and that's a whole other ball game. I was not asked to do that. I have six in person classes. So I like it better. Easier yeah. to build relationships.
2: So you've told me before that you often worry about some of your students who maybe don't have the best of, of life mm-hmm. outside of, of school, and that to a great extent the school, the classroom, their their classmates, uh, the teachers, and you uh, sort of fill a void in their life and, and really strive to, to lead them, to guide them,
11: mm-hmm.
2: to develop them. And you've even told me that there is, I think, at least one student that you often will call them mm-hmm. uh, after hours, I guess, before school, and to try to just keep them... Mm-hmm. motivated and and keep them encouraged and keep them positive mm-hmm. T- tell me about that
7: so um, they all are on my remind app so I'm able to that's a district sanction so I can't just call them on their cell phone I but gotcha. um, just to clarify so yep. um, we communicate via reminder email um, but a lot of my students for those of them that don't know I'm miss Gibbert but miss G is typically what they refer to me as some even call me mom or mama G um, but I have a lot of students um, several that I do not teach this year but I taught them in sixth grade and I taught them last year um, that still come to my room every morning I give them a breakfast typically an orange or a nutri bar and we do positive affirmations and we talk about we're gonna have a good day we're gonna be respectful we're gonna do all our work and um, I tell them I love them and then they check in with me throughout the day um, at the end of every class I tell all my students the same thing have a good day be good I love you all and when I send them emails or messages and remind I always finish it with I love you all and I'm very big on letting them know that if no one has told you today that I have told you that I love you and I sincerely mean it and I believe that they believe that, so um, and that's why they always come to my room, and I have to kick them out and get them to class on time. <laughs>
2: well, I, I've seen them interact with you, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's very positive. I, you know, I hope that all students are able to develop that sort of relationship with their teachers, but you truly do see your role as more than just instructing English content in a classroom.
7: Mm-hmm. Sure.
2: And don't do you believe that's more what the role of a teacher should be?
7: um I feel my job is to make them productive citizens um, whether that's they go off to be English scholars or they um, go work at Nissan or um, cosmetology I have a lot of girls that are really into cosmetology some of them are even licensed yep. um, I don't care what you do just be productive and be respectful and kind and that starts with me and that's why the first day we set the tone I'm gonna give you respect you give me respect I love you um, and i build that trust and some of them it's tough to build the trust with yeah um, but once you break that wall down i mean once you got it that's something that i cherish and i um i really take it to heart
2: do do they ever come to you any of your students when when they've got something that's really bother them, bothering bothering them <laughs> where they're down about something and they sure. come to you for guidance and mm-hmm in counsel?
7: Yeah, I feel like I'm a therapist. I should be getting paid extra to be a therapist. <laughs> um, in fact, I've had many people tell me that I should be a, a licensed therapist, that so yeah. that's a career I should look into. Um, but yes, I feel that um, for a lot of my kiddos, <laughs> I am that teacher, and again, that's something that I take to heart and I um, would never betray their trust on. Um, it is. Um, it's tough to hear some of their stuff, especially, you know. Sometimes they come to you just for boyfriend, girlfriend advice, silly things. <laughs> um, but some of the stuff they tell you about their home life is, um, it's heartbreaking. So that I try to be that person for them that always has the ear.
2: But the main thing is you let them know you love them, and 110%. I know they. And I know they often respond and reciprocate. Let. You know, they love you.
7: Oh, yeah. I, I have a student. I can't say his name, but when I say I love you, he says, I love you more, just like that. <laughs> he, he has to get it out. So, and they'll yell That's it down awesome. the hallway. So,
2: Alex, love you too.
7: I love you too, Dad.
2: Thanks for coming in.
7: Thank you for having me.
5: We'll be back.
10: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Solander For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 57. Tonight, clear skies, low around 32. Friday, patchy frost early, then sunny skies, high near 60 degrees. Friday evening, mostly clear, low around 36. And for your Saturday, mostly sunny, high near 66. This weather brought to you by No-Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what
5: the No-Drip difference is all about. No-Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com.
12: Ridgeland Medical Clinic is a proud sponsor of the Gallo Radio Show. Conveniently located in Ridgeland off Highway 51 North in the Oak Place Shopping Center. Call them to see Jody Adams today.
4: Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to EatBasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils.
12: Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do.
9: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News.
8: This will not be easy for anyone, but we believe it is the right course of action.
9: That was Governor Tate Reeves one year ago today announcing the state's first shelter-in-place order as Mississippi faced its initial surge of COVID-19 cases. The lockdown lasted for about a month before portions of the economy began to gradually reopen under certain guidelines. Today Mississippi is one of several states that has rescinded all state-issued mandates and restrictions on businesses. And there are some improvements in the Medicaid bill that passed through the legislature this week. During an appearance on the Paul Gallo Show, Public Health and Human Services Committee Chair Sam Mim says the Department of Health gets a $2 million increase.
11: We did
14: add some language that really will help rural hospitals. What we've added in there is a big deal for hospitals that have 50 beds or less. It's a, a very popular. It will benefit our small hospitals.
11: And in, in Republican districts are Democrat districts, so that's very important.
9: I'm Andy Davis.
15: Hi, folks. This is Will Primos. I'm back on the radio again to talk about an issue that I'm passionate about and to rally all of you who love the great outdoors to take action. The Mississippi House of Representatives recently passed landmark legislation, House Bill 1231, which would allow our state to invest in wildlife conservation, leverage additional matching funds, and is a true game changer for Mississippi. But the Mississippi Senate gutted the bill, provided no money, and excluded conservation groups from participating in the program. I'm surprised that Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman doesn't support using proceeds from sales of hunting and fishing equipment towards this quality of life issue, which impacts the future of all Mississippians. If you love the great outdoors and you agree with me, call Lieutenant Governor Hoseman at 601- 359-3200 and ask him to provide a real dedicated source of revenue to invest in conservation efforts. It's common sense to support the great outdoors, the state's most valuable resource.
12: This message paid for by
0: Will primos. AT show with Gerard Gibbert. Now here's more on Super Talk Mississippi.
16: It's a rare condition
11: this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. loving tradition of the grand design. Some
16: people say it's even harder to find. Well, then there must be some magic clue inside these gentle walls. all I see is a tower of dreams. Real
2: love. Welcome back. The JT show uh, continues. Super Talk, Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the studio, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music on this TV theme show. Good Friday Eve. There you go. The alliteration's lost on that. A little bit, yeah. (laughs) That's okay, though. So, on the 601 uh, C Spire text line, thank you. Need more teachers like her? Keep on keeping on. I may be a little prejudiced, but I agree. Wow, what a great lady you raised. Amen, brother. Thank you for that. What a beautiful, caring daughter you have. That from Cindy from uh, Panola. Appreciate that, Cindy. I think so, too. Thank you. Kevin and Monticello, congratulations on that interview without crying, because I didn't. Well, I got a little teary-eyed there at the end, but what a A unique experience uh, to be in the chair and interview uh, my adult daughter in that regard. Grateful to the Super Talk team for making that happen. Really cool, as I am, to be part of the team. I'm grateful for that as well on this day of gratitude. It's been fun, a fun ride, and a lot of good folks around here. This is a top-notch organization, and I would put it up against any in the industry. We are blessed here in the state of Mississippi. To have, I think, this, this beacon of communications and, and free speech and, and balance, it's uh, and just a great team that, that delivers it every single day, a lot of fun being part of that. So Carolyn Starkville says, special lady teacher, no doubt about it, no doubt about it, great interview, you can tell she has an outstanding mother, <laughs> laugh out loud, Ken, no question about that, Ken, she does have an outstanding mother. Uh, The lady to whom I have been married, coming up here in July, 40 years. Dang, I'm getting old. 40 dead gum years. That is also something I am personally grateful for. As you folks can probably tell that tune in here every day, I'm a hard person to live with. (laughs) And especially through a 33-year entrepreneurial career that was... Packed with lots of strife and and uh, challenges, ups and downs, wins, losses, emotional roller coaster. Some days you just think, man, we ain't gonna make it. It's just not gonna happen. And then my wife always said that we had a guardian angel following us around. That always something would just come up that would give us new life and energize us and and enable our business to continue and thrive and grow and and ratchet up a notch, and we just kept doing that over and over again. But she stood with me through those 33 years. And I'm telling you, folks, it's seven days a week, 24 hours a day. You're never without it. You're, you're never able to just leave it at the office. If you do, you're, you're going to fail, especially in an industry that's so fast-moving, so fast-paced. Again, not complaining about that, but rather extending gratitude to my wife and my family, for accommodating and, and being supportive and being understanding, that's what makes entrepreneurs successful. They don't do it by themselves. It's their idea, often. It's, uh, they're, they have most on the line, at risk, and they get rewarded. We've got to keep that going. And every day I see government getting involved and spreading its fingers, grubby hands into more and more of our lives, and especially of the private sector, spent a fair amount of time last night reading about this gargantuan infrastructure plan, which is anything but infrastructure, and I start worrying about, well, where does the private sector come in? Let the private sector thrive. Get out of the way, government. Nobody trusts it. Where do we get to a point where so many in our country believe that the people in government are superior to the people outside of government. Therefore, we must confer the planning of our economy to the government. That is the essence of socialism.
3: Maybe that's why academia likes them so much. You got two people in ivory towers just hollering back and forth at each other. That's about right. That's uh, yeah. But
2: y- y- no disrespect to people in academia. There are a lot of good people in academia. They are overshadowed, I feel, by those who were only there because they couldn't do anything else. And it's not that they truly – and I'm generalizing, and I'm not, again, I'm not referring to so many of the good ones. But in our society, just like we have this day of gratitude to take some time to recognize the good, we don't take enough time to do that. Nobody wants to click on that. Nobody wants to watch that. It seems we're all. I become, think there's
3: a growing appetite for it,
2: and I pray that you're right, Rhino, and I, I'm going to be optimistic that you're right
3: as well. I think it's just the, it's the logical end to a, a gr- ever growing cycle of cynicism. Eventually, you get cynical of the cynicism and want something different.
2: Totally agree. I totally agree. But these people that get these podiums, these platforms to spew this nonsense. Do you not just feel like sometimes there's some resentment, some jealousy coming out in that for those who have achieved massive success in the private sector? I mean, when, when, you, when you hear our government say, we've got to raise taxes to correct the inequality. That just doesn't make any sense. That's not That's not the basis of taxes and generating revenue. That should be simply to fund the constitutional appropriate functions of government. Not to to make a person who has succeeded less successful and to punish them. Hey, folks, here's go to college, as an example. Work hard. Take risk. Delay that gratification so that when you finally do get rewarded, we're going to take it away from you. That's what they're saying. When I look at this infrastructure bill and I think about, well, how much of the private sector is going to be involved in that? The, the message is, well, we're going to give you this business private sector through this infrastructure investment. Oh, but we're going to tax you on the other side. So, you, so think about the flow there. You're going to send money to the government through higher taxes. Who's going to turn around and transfer it back to you with all the layers of bureaucracy and waste in the middle? I'm
3: still scratching my head trying to figure out... It's like playing the telephone game where you say one word and it makes its way around the circle and it's not the same word when it gets back to you, except you're passing the hat. and It had a stack of hundreds in it, but by the time it gets back to you, it's only got a couple fives. Exactly right. Because there's a lot of skimming off that layer. So
2: how do we get back to that? Where, what happened to that concept? Just get the heck out of the way and let instill the animal spirits of entrepreneurs in the private sector and innovators and those who, who create the wares and the commodities that make our lives better. That's where it comes from. But somehow we've gotten to a point where those in government, so many think, well, the private sector can't do that. That's a job for government. And I think about, we're going to build 500,000 charging stations. Who's going to do that? Who's going to own that? The government? Are we all going to go work for the government? Is that the goal? So let's get government out of the way. That's what we need to do. Private sector does, it it sort of suggests, well, we can't trust those people in the private sector. You know, that individual liberty and the concept of self-economic reliance. We can't rely on that. We've got to get them out of the way. Well, we're going in the other direction, and we're going to keep fighting it, but in spite of that, we still have so much to be grateful for as a citizen of this country and of this state. Still massive opportunity. Still better than any place on the planet. If it weren't, our borders wouldn't experience the
3: surge they are. Why are you people. You can't say surge. Is that, is that a problem? It's militaristic. Huh. And these are children. <laughs>
2: Speaking of which, have you guys seen this video?
3: Uh, Which one? There's two that have really been disconcerting and disheartening that have been going around.
2: The smugglers yeah, dropping you, you got the children?
3: One where they've climbed up the wall and they are just dropping kids over it. Just good luck. Plop. But yet. And there's another video circulating where there's a processing center that has been set up with uh, chain link fencing, tarps, and a bridge. Got a oh bunch of kids camped out under a bridge for processing. It's just. Mm.
2: that's just that hurts bring her back we need her on the show more often that's about my little daughter Alex appreciate that on the 601 C Spire text line Tim and McGee you did good with your kids Gerard especially her thank you for that Tim I think so too but it wasn't uh, me by myself it was my lovely wife as well and we are blessed to have two fantastic children We're going to get, we we got lots of questions about JT. We're still trying to get him scheduled. Working on that for later on the show for an update. Appreciate that as well. Keith and Baden says, I have a month on you, June. We will be married 40 years. Congratulations, Keith. That's quite the milestone. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more on the JT show. Stay with us.
11: Hi,
13: this is Dale Danks with Danks, Miller & Corey. With more than 100 years of combined experience, we have the expertise to handle even the most complicated matters. When you need a lawyer to fight for you, don't compromise. Contact us online at DanksMillerCorey.com.
1: Here at Woods Equipment, we are proudly a family-owned and operated lawn care business where we have served our community for the past 12 years. We strive to offer the best sales, service, and parts in Pearl. As your locally-owned Cub Cadet dealer, we can handle all your outdoor power equipment needs with our in-stock inventory to help unlock your best lawn yet. Featuring the most innovative Cub Cadet zero-turn mowers, lawn tractors, walk-behind mowers, and more. Stop by Woods Equipment, the Lawnmower Store on Highway 80 in Pearl. Come on down, let's make a deal.
10: The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at Fourth and Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283.
18: This is the opening agri-market report. At the opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, May Cotton, was down 81 to 80.07. July Cotton was down 77 to 81.40. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade, May Soybeans, were down 8 cents. 1428 and three quarters per bushel. July soybeans were down four and three quarters to 1423 per bushel. May corn was up eight and a half to 572 and three quarters per bushel. July corn was up eight cents to 555 and a half per bushel. At the mercantile, June live cattle was up 22 to 123.12. August live cattle was up a nickel to 122.02. May feeders up 57 to 149.97. August feeders up 137. 158.65. And at this hour, Dow Jones is up 59 points, 33,040. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk, Mississippi Agri News Network.
1: Everyone these days is trying to connect by sharing what makes them special. At Atama, we know what makes us special a secret recipe for successful crop protection. 10 scoops listening, two scoops crop protection. Why so darn much listening? Because we believe good crop protection starts with good listening. We pay attention to what's keeping you from the harvest you deserve. Once we know your pain points, we come back with ideas created just for your brand of pest. Adama. Adama.com. Let's you talk and us listen. Are you looking for something unusual or hard to find? You might just find it on HiBid.com. It's the online auction site for, well, just about everything. HiBid.com has estate sales, closeouts, liquidations, even government-seized vehicle auctions. It's easy to bid on office furniture, antiques, sports memorabilia, restaurant equipment, motorboats, even arcade games. You can search for items by name or simply see where the next page takes you. Visit highbid.com. that's H-I-B-I-D.com, and find what you're looking for today.
4: All the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way, Super Talk Mississippi 97.3.
0: This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm.
2: everyone, the
3: JT Show Super Talk Mississippi, a day of gratitude on this Good Friday Eve, and I would be grateful for a side of Dino ribs, Dino Bronto ribs. ribs, whatever they were. Whatever it tilted the car over. It was
2: bigger than the car, as dinosaur ribs would be, right? Jo- oh yeah. <laughs> joining us now on the line, Mr. Josh West, the co-owner of Delta Blue Jeans Company. Good morning, Josh good morning how you doing doing fantastic thanks so much for joining us on this day of gratitude here at super talk Mississippi wanted to to have you on your, your story with the uh, the Blue Gene manufacturing company up there is incredibly interesting and and something that I think is uh, very much related to what's been going on with trying to deal with this pandemic situation over the last year. Tell us a little bit, Josh, about your company, and then tell us what you guys did to help out.
6: Sure. Um, We're we're Blue Delta Gene Company out of Tupelo, Mississippi, and Oxford, Mississippi, and we make and sell custom jeans that fit all over the world, but every one of them are made right here in Mississippi. Um, We started about 10 years ago, and we uh, have one product that we try to be the best in the world at making, and that's Blue Jeans. But um, during the, the COVID-19 pandemic, we found ourselves in a strained situation, as the rest of the state, country, and world did. And um, we tried to find ways to solve two problems, and that was to keep our people working and also to help our state and um, our country with the PPE uh, e shortage. And um, so we started making mal- uh, gowns and masks and totally retooled our factory, um, did that for about seven and a half months. And we ended up making two point uh, eight million masks during wow. that time, and, and wow. about sixty thousand gowns that hospitals and schools and churches all over the state um, were able to use.
2: How did you guys come up with that idea, Josh? Was it yours, or your someone on your staff, or s- sort of uh, spontaneous?
6: Yeah. Well, we one of our partners uh, has family in the medical community, and you know it was all over the news about the PPE shortage but when you hear from it um you know from your family member that that's a physician and says hey I, we we don't have any anything to put on our face you know we're we're yeah. wearing bandanas and we're cutting up t-shirts and we really found out how bad it was for them and then we look around our our factory and if you're able to make a custom jean you're you're at the top of the talent pool for as far as sewers and tailors go gotcha so we knew we had the talent pool here and then mississippi you know we're such a resourceful state we're right in the middle of the furniture world here so we started working with our furniture partners to find the the foam and and the poly and the mass materials, and um, and then uh, Mississippi State stepped up and opened their labs up to us to help us test our mass to make sure we were we were uh, meeting all the protocols and making mass that would help, and um and and we just decided we could do it. Yeah, it was it was a, it was a uh, kind of all hands on deck effort, um and and we were so glad it worked out for both us and and the people that got to use the.
19: Materials.
2: And we should point out that your company, Blue Delta Jeans, is featured on LinkedIn's Beyond the Call list, which highlights the nation's top 20 companies who went above and beyond the call of duty in the face of the pandemic. That is really cool, and 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 brings honor and distinction to the state of Mississippi. Appreciate that, Josh. That's that's quite. The recognition, LinkedIn, good grief. I don't know how many many folks are on that social media, more professional, business-oriented platform, but it's a lot, so that's a big deal, and we appreciate that. Did you start the company, Josh?
6: I did. Me and my co-founder, Nick Weaver, were grade school friends, both from northeast Mississippi, and we started it together in 2011.
2: 2011. So 10 years later, you're still cranking, and that is fantastic, and... And right there in, in Tupelo, Mississippi, are, are you originally from the area, Josh?
6: I am. I grew up in Verona, just outside of Tupelo, and my factory is about 12 miles from the house I grew up in, so All right. uh, kind of full circle.
2: Wow. So, you, so it's so cool. So you grew up in the area, you decided to pursue an entrepreneurial path, and you did so right in your your home in your home area, in your home state, in your home community and that's hats off to you, man. That's great.
6: Well thank you. And uh we appreciate the call and the LinkedIn and all the accolades. But we're we're very grateful too for our state uh stepping up. So many people helped and, and we're not out of the woods yet but sure. we feel like we've we've come a long way. And, uh, and we're making jeans full-time again, so I'm happy to be out of the mask business as well.
2: Yeah. Well, Okay, so before we go, we got about 15, 20 seconds. How does one buy some jeans?
6: Go to bluedeltajeans.com. There's a lot of different ways. You can buy online. We can come and get you measured. You can come to Oxford. All right. We'll get, we'll get you fixed up.
2: I'm going to do it. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for joining us today, Josh West, co-owner of Delta Blue Jeans. Blue Thank Delta you. Jeans, excuse me. <laughs> we'll be right back after a break. I think we've got Colonel Randy Ginn coming up next after the news. Stay with us.
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at Barone'sTreePros.com.
20: news. I'm Lillian Wu. The jury in the Derek Chauvin murder trial hears from the girlfriend of George Floyd, Courtney Ross, who was asked by prosecutor Matthew Frey.
8: When you were with him, um, you know, whether either he had been exercising or just hanging out, did mm-hmm. you ever, ever complain of shortness of breath or having difficulty breathing? No.
20: The defense had claimed health issues and drug use contributed to the death of George Floyd, who died after the former Minneapolis officer knelt on his neck for more than nine minutes. And a week after New York legalizes recreational pot, another state could hold a vote. A top Minnesota House Democratic Committee
10: will push next week for a vote to legalize recreational marijuana. Even as Republicans who control the Senate vow to block the bill, though while GOP members in the Senate also debate an expansion of the state's medical marijuana program instead.
20: Fox is Chef Minasso. America's listening to Fox News.
5: This is JT. If you like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks, 1-800-647-8540 or on the web, MajesticMetalsInc.com.
21: When you choose Rotor you'll get honest estimates and no hassle guarantees so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the
16: name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter.
4: Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of The Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman
9: Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Our state and a few others no longer have a mask mandate, though White House senior COVID advisor Andy Slavitt is calling on governors to stay firm on the mask mandate.
0: We need a simple thing of every governor, mayor and local leader and that is to heed what the president is asking in return simply to maintain or to reinstate mask mandates and we need every American to do their part.
9: In a social media post, Governor Reeves simply stated, no thank you, Mr. President. It's a special day for some Mississippi vets. It's called Operation Family Reunion. Today marks the reopening of family visitation at the State Veterans Home in Collins. Only two family members per resident are allowed and all will be tested for COVID-19 before entry. Reopenings will also be held in Jackson, Kosciuszko, and Oxford in the coming weeks. For more information, find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett.
20: more money? Do you need a high school diploma? Do you need help fast? No problem. Contact your local community college to learn more about the My Best program. My Best, improving the quality of life for Mississippians. I'm Dr. Andrea Mayfield, Executive Director of the Mississippi Community College Board.
12: Funding for this ad provided by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation.
9: Plans to create an outdoor stewardship trust fund that would be used to improve outdoor recreation across the state were shot down in the Senate. Alex Littlejohn is the director of the Mississippi Nature Conservancy, which supported the House version. We had some parameters
2: that we didn't want to move on because we thought it was a good bill. We thought it was good policy out of the House, and and, you know we didn't want to give up on um, those particular points that we thought were good for Mississippi.
9: They felt that diverting a portion of the existing sales tax on sporting goods for the fund was the most viable route, but the diversion was removed in the Senate. The Natchez Trace Parkway was among the most visited National Park Service sites in 2020. While overall
1: travel was down due to the pandemic, the parkway, which runs through Mississippi, Tennessee and Alabama saw over 6.1 million travelers in the last year ranking sixth among service sites according to the National Park Service
9: I'm Kelly Bennett
1: Hi, folks. This is
15: Will Primos. I'm back on the radio again to talk about an issue that I'm passionate about and to rally all of you who love the great outdoors to take action. The Mississippi House of Representatives recently passed landmark legislation, House Bill 1231, which would allow our state to invest in wildlife conservation, leverage additional matching funds, and is a true game changer for Mississippi. But the Mississippi Senate gutted the bill, provided no money, and excluded conservation groups from participating in the program. I'm surprised that Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman doesn't support using proceeds from sales of hunting and fishing equipment towards this quality of life issue, which impacts the future of all Mississippians. If you love the great outdoors and you agree with me, call Lieutenant Governor Hoseman at 601-359-3200 and ask him to provide a real dedicated source of revenue to invest in conservation efforts. It's common sense to support the great outdoors, the state's most valuable resource.
4: This message paid for by Will Yellow here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 till 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson
0: 97.3. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Informed, engaging, and always brutally honest. Welcome to The J.T. Show with Gerard Gibbert on Supertalk Mississippi, the Supertalk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert. Welcome back, everyone. The J.T.
2: Show continues. Supertalk Mississippi, a day of gratitude in progress here. On the show, and we are certainly enjoying that. Had some great guests in the first hour and got great guests lined up for hour two and the rest of the show as well in the studio, with us now Colonel Randy Ginn from the Mississippi Department of Public Safety, the Highway Patrol. Good morning, Colonel. Thanks for coming in today. You're very welcome. Thanks for having us. You bet. So I think sometimes, Colonel, we we see so much in our news uh, of maligning uh, law enforcement. Uh, it sickens me that we never talk about the positive things and the, and the millions of positive interactions that happen between citizens and law enforcement officers and the way that they, they service our communities and take care of people so that we can carry on and conduct our lives we wanted to highlight that today. Is there anything that kind of comes to mind, Colonel, over this past year with the pandemic, which just, I think, placed even increased pressure to a great extent on society and certainly uh, our, our state troopers? Anything that comes to mind, any stories you can think of where uh, troopers got involved
22: and, and truly uh, serviced the community and, and just helped people out? Yes, sir. A lot, of, a lot of things come to mind. And and I'll say first, in Mississippi, I think we're privileged as a law enforcement community to have such support from, from the citizens. Because Mississippians are truly different, uh, I think, from the rest of the nation. Yes, sir. And we see that uh, uh, day in and day out. So, And we're appreciative for that. Because it does make a, an officer or a trooper or anyone that uh, somebody comes up and says, hey, I appreciate what you're doing. Thanks for being there. That, that makes you feel good. Yeah. Uh, on the flip side of that you know one thing that uh, our our officers do our troopers is is they are involved in our community and we talked to with a cadet class going on as we talked about earlier and we talked to those cadets about that you're going to be going to the grocery store with with people you you see every day and mm-hmm. they see you and and you need to be invested in that community where it's in the church whether it's in community groups at schools your kids will be doing activities so we have a lot of troopers that that coach little league baseball or sure. help with uh, little league activities across the state. I mean, Commissioner Tyndall coaches about every sport. We that talk he can. about it every time he's on. <laughs> he does, and he's involved in the community and he sets that example. But yeah. we, we've got troopers doing that all over. But also some specific things that that we've done. Uh, recently, that I can think of is uh, uh, we've had uh, trunk or treat activities across the state where during the COVID, people couldn't go house to house. So, troopers had their cars decorated at the substation and parking yeah. lots. We did it at the uh, uh, Coliseum with uh, a lot of different law enforcement agencies in the metro area and had a huge turnout for that. And just, you know, giving people a place to go, bring their kids so they can safely do it. You know, we tried to socially distance, take care. Everybody was careful not to uh, to have a mask on and not to hand out stuff without it being wrapped or in gloves. So those kind of things to give back to the community is something that we really, really are proud of, what, uh, what we saw uh, our troopers doing during that time.
2: Well, the, the troopers... Let's face it, they're ambassadors for not only the uh, Mississippi Highway Patrol, but for our state in general, and especially when we see them in in uniform. And so how they conduct their lives is a reflection in many uh, situations, uh, not only on the organization to which they belong, but our state in general. And we are so blessed to have uh, fine troopers uh, serving. But I, I just think sometimes we always think about law enforcement as... Doing just that, just uh, enforcing the law exclusively. But as you have have described, Colonel, they do so much to give back to the community. But th- they they also set examples uh, for for our young people in many respects. And and our young people, I think, should be taught to be respectful of of law enforcement and and not. Have this, uh, I guess, th- this narrative um, where they're th- taught to fear law enforcement. And, and sometimes that pervades our society. Don't see that as much here in Mississippi, I don't think, as you pointed out. We've got good people in, in that respect. So when they're going through the training, it, you guys talk about integrity and, and the requirements of a, a state trooper. To, to maintain and conduct themselves in accordance with those standards do you not is that part of the training
22: it is it sure is and we we do try to set as as the current trooper we try to pass that along to the the trainees as they're coming through the academy and, and we're trying to take that another step farther too through our Public affairs officers and from uh, troopers interacting with the youth of, that they come into contact with today, like I talked about the athletic stuff, yeah. but just in the in the convenience store when you're standing in line waiting to pay for your gas or or your coke, you know how that person sees you and and. You know, I can't tell you how many times you you look around and there's a little girl or a little boy standing there looking at uh, uh, your belt to see the shiny thing and they want to know, can I blow your whistle? Or, you know, that gives you that opportunity to have that conversation with them and to give them that uh, impression that, that, you know, you're not there to to cause them to fear, but they should be comfortable that you're there and, and have that safe feeling that knowing that there's a trooper there that that takes time to to talk to that child and uh, have a good word for them.
2: In my personal experience, any time I see them out, they're always beyond respectful and courteous, and I I always make uh, a point to just greet them and acknowledge them. Uh, Hey, officer, if it's just simple, something as that. And they always seem to appreciate that, and they're always respectful, and they always return that greeting. Uh, at, as I think they should. And it, I don't know, it just it kind of gives me the warm fuzzy. These people are, are serving. They ain't getting rich doing this, obviously. They put their lives on the line in many situations, and they really are all about making our world safer and protecting us and not just uh, abusing their power, which I think is sometimes a narrative that gets promoted, which is just not
22: correct. Yeah, and there's two things that I think of that that just recently that uh, if I could share it with sure. you, sure. Uh, back uh, during the ice storm, we had planned to do a uh, just a drive through Gras at Children's of Mississippi, just uh, drive through, let the kids see the blue lights, yeah. and Let you know, give I them. I remember markers. that, yeah. And we got postponed for a week, and and uh, we got to do that, and we we lined up, and we had uh, Miss Reeves was there, Miss Mississippi was there, we had a lot of our, our vehicles from different units there and some troopers and and we just all we did was drive through twice uh, just to be seen but just the the kids sitting that could come out on the porch waving and looking at you and and people in the windows looking at you and then the 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 people I think that sometimes get forgotten the workers that are at children's mississippi they're going through a lot of this yes. you know uh, yes. they see some of the things that it's got to be hard on them too and just to, for them to come out and say hey we appreciate how much y'all doing this you don't know what it what the smiles that it brought inside and even though we couldn't see maybe all of them when you know that kind of things going on and you're able to be a part of that that gives you a little special feeling and it's not being out there on the road and having to have an inter- interaction with somebody that's violated a law that you stopped but that's a, that's a part of what we represent is not just the, the law and order and, and making traffic stops, but it is being that ambassador for the state. And and just this week, I got a letter from a, a, a lady in Arkansas that uh, had been to the beach. Her and her two young children had a flat tire outside of Meridian, and her husband didn't get to make the trip, so she's on her phone looking at YouTube trying to figure out how to get the, the tire out from under a car. <laughs> One of our young troopers stopped asked her what he could do to help. She told him what she was doing and he got the tire out, changed the tire for, her, got her back on the road and she finished her trip. And she reached out to us with a, a very nice letter. And we don't we do get a lot of letters and and when we do, we we let the trooper know that they got the letter, sure. give them that out of boy and let them know that it does make a difference what they're doing those little things that that maybe they're the only person that knew it, but that person that they helped thanked them and, and so appreciated awesome. it. And, and, and those kind of things we get very often on, on, on troopers, on doing those good deeds yeah. that, that might have gone unnoticed otherwise.
2: But those sort of interactions, they're commonplace. They, they happen on a daily basis. It, they, as you said, it's not just traffic stops and, and enforcing the law, but those sort of just helping somebody out. That happens every day.
22: It certainly does, and, and I'm proud of, the, of our men and women that are out there every day and, and without fail. And, and they not only answer the calls, but they see the, the needs of somebody, and, and they, they take action. They don't have to be told to do that. They do that out of a sense of service and out of a, a servant's heart, and that, that, that makes us proud of, of them when they do do those things. Which you got
2: to have, the servant's heart, if you're going to sign up and do that job.
22: Yes, sir. You sure do.
2: You do. So uh, we got a couple of seconds here. When is this group, this class, graduating?
22: June the 30th. And how many will that be? Oh, uh, we'll, we hope uh, Hope. we got 61 there. Okay. I'd love to see them all graduate. We'll see. Sounds good.
2: Appreciate you coming in today, Colonel. Thanks so much, and and please give uh, uh, Major Polis my best as well. I sure will. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. Colonel uh, Randy Ginn with the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. We'll come back. I think we got the speaker of the house, Philip Gunn, joining us next. Stay with us.
4: John and Corey Ravenstein from Juniker Jewelry Company. Common sense often seems in short supply these days. Wasn't it poppy he used to say, boys, you pay for what you get. And get what you pay for. Best advice he ever gave me, and it's never been more true than in the diamond business. A poor cut, poor quality diamond never gets better looking, I can promise you. That's why you've got to use some common sense. Like getting hands-on with quality loose diamonds in Mississippi's most trusted jeweler. Like shopping from thousands of diamonds, not just a few dozen. Juniper Jewelry Company is Mississippi's direct diamond importer with ten times the diamonds you'll find in average stores tray after tray of diamonds every size shape and price range all at the guaranteed best prices in the state so come get the quality she deserves at a price you'll love it's just common sense juniker jewelry company mississippi's direct diamond importer from anywhere in mississippi we're at 1485 highland colony
10: parkway just south of 463 in madison and juniker jewelry
12: Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do.
6: Morgan Stone has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since 1997. We have everything for interior and exterior projects.
23: We have all kinds of stuff.
6: Marcus,
11: let me tell them. Stone pavers, stone benches, stone slabs, stone boulders, stone fire pits, flagstone, fieldstone, bluestone, cobblestone, chopstone.
23: That's right, Zeta.
11: I'm Zoe Morgan.
6: We're rock solid since 1997. Statewide delivery, the largest stone yard in Mississippi. Come see us at Morgan Stone in Brandon. MorganStone.com.
0: yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM Super Talk Mississippi. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show continues on Super Talk Mississippi on this day of gratitude. It's also, what day is it there, Rhino? Good Friday Eve. Indeed it is. In the studio with us now, the Speaker of the House of Representatives uh, for the great state of Mississippi, Speaker Philip Gunn. Good morning, Speaker. Thanks for coming hey, good
25: in. Good afternoon, Gerard. Thanks for having me. Great you, to be with you again.
2: You bet. So,
25: you just shared with me, Siney Die. We're yes, done. sir. Yes, sir. day of rejoicing. What a, <laughs> a day, day of, of rejoicing that, that will be. That's right. There's an old hymn about that, isn't it? What a day of rejoicing that will be. <laughs> I think, legislature, I think that's, right. uh,
2: that's appropriate for Easter, I guess. <laughs> well, you guys can't make any more laws. That's why I'm That's <laughs> right. We uh,
25: we sine die. What that means is the sine die, I think, is a Latin term that means without day. So uh, when we adjourn, we adjourn without setting another day to reconvene. That's what that means. Okay. So Sine dies is the big day that we all look forward to. We have concluded our work for the year, and I uh, think we had a good session, and we are now done, and we will only come back in the event of a special session. Otherwise, we won't be back till January. I'm
2: going to hazard a guess that you are on this day of gratitude, grateful for not having this elongated session as we had last year.
25: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That uh, was unusual. As I've said in the past, there is no playbook for that. There yeah. was no playbook for that. Uh, that was a road that none of us had ever been down before. It was a session that was uh, unusual, and I hope it's one that we don't see for a long, long time. But I think we did a great job handling it, given the circumstances that we were dealt. We did a good job with trying to deal with the pandemic. And as we reflect upon this day of hope and the day of of, uh, uh, gratitude, as you called it, I remember you and I doing this last year about this time. And at that time, if you recall, we were all in pandemic mode. We were locked down in our homes. Uh, There was a lot of fear, a lot of uncertainty out there among our residents and our citizens and uh, you and i had a conversation at that time about we did. how we trust in the lord how we look to him for our provision we look to him for our protection and now as we sit here a year later and we look back i think all of us can see how the lord's hand has been in a lot of this that doesn't diminish the tragedies that we've seen with the number of deaths that we've had or Number of, of businesses that have struggled. We certainly are mindful of that and uh, our, our thoughts and prayers go out to those people. But the Lord has been gracious. He has seen us through a very long year. We are now at a point where we see the pandemic. Hopefully, the worst is behind us. We continue to see the vaccines coming online. We can see, continue to see diminished numbers of cases as the summer approaches. I hope we will continue to reap the benefits of that. But uh, that's just a lesson there for us to always trust in the Lord, and He has got everything in control.
2: Yeah, uh, definitely, and and there's so much we now know that certainly had we known then, perhaps we could have acted differently. That's right. always easy to say, of course, when you're sitting here 12 months roughly later. But overall, I, it just feels like we're trending in the right direction. I, I I know anecdotally, and I don't know if it's your experience as well, uh, Mr. Speaker, but The shops, the stores, the restaurants seem to be doing a brisk business.
25: I hope so. Uh, It it does appear, just as I move around and and observe, like you, I see that. People do seem to be trying to return to normal. Most of the places I've I've been are looking more normal. It's not to say that they're fully back, but they're moving in that direction. As you say, they're trending in the right direction, and I hope that continues for us. We Revenue, got, revenues have been g- good. Uh, I don't know I don't want to get off in well, politics, but I just had a, a press conference uh, recapping the session, and we talked about the budget and how we're in a great p- place financially. So um, we do seem to be returning more to normal.
2: Sure, seems like it. and and speaking of that, we got a teacher pay raise through and some other investments in the public education as well, as in, in this session. And uh, again, with with revenues trending upward, we're in a position uh to afford that. We are. And this is this is kind of a trend with respect to revenues. Yes. And sir. and uh it's not just this year, but that, that goes back a bit and I think that is Uh, an indication of a
25: fairly robust certainly
2: stable economy in
25: the state I would agree with that we we see today I don't know if you've seen today's numbers or not but the report from March was issued we're 85 million dollars over their estimate for the month of March that's huge that's uh, almost a percent and a half in one month. Right. And the entire year has has been like that. We've just been, I, I think I'm right in this, uh, most of the months, if not all the months, have been beyond the estimate, the amount of revenue we have pulled in. Mm-hmm. I know you're active in the lottery board. Mm-hmm. I know that the lottery exceeded the $80 million threshold. People may not remember, but we dedicated the first $80 million to roads and bridges. Anything above that would go towards pre-K education, as I recall. Yep. And we actually had money over and above that to put into the Early Learning Collaborative, so I think $25 million yeah. to put into the Early Learning Collaborative. Well,
2: based on the trends, we, what it really means is that since we hit the threshold in uh, February, we got four months of net proceeds, March, mm-hmm. April, May, June, mm-hmm. that will all go to the uh, Education Enhancement Fund, That's right. and, and based on the trend of about $8-9 nine million a month being transferred... And I just saw the numbers for March, by the way. President Shaheen uh, sent that over this morning. March was a huge month for the right. lottery, and so the, the transfer ought to be uh, quite hefty. And we could be as much as 30 million, $40 million, based on that trend, on right. that run rate, into the Education Enhancement Fund, over and above the $80 million, as you said, dedicated to roads and bridges.
25: That is correct. So that's just another sign of a booming economy right now. Yeah,
2: no question about it. And so, as we talk about Mr. Speaker, this day of gratitude, you got a pretty good group down there in the House of Representatives, and uh, it, you're you're blessed with a, with a good team and and people who care deeply about uh, this state and uh, their constituents and their districts, and it it's uh, got to be a good feeling for you to preside over that body and and have such a great collection of fantastic Mississippians. Well,
25: and you're right, and I appreciate you saying that. And I made that comment yesterday to them as we uh, did our closing ceremony, so to speak. At the end of each session, I always try to pull together the entire team. That's just not legislators. That's the proofreaders who yeah. read the bills. Good That's point. the lawyers who draft the bills. It's the ladies who answer the telephone at sure. the Capitol who yep. are vitally important because they get all those angry phone calls that they have to field. The porters who keep the the, the 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 chamber clean and on and on it goes, the committee assistants who help our chairman. I pull all of those people into the chamber. I try and make an attempt to call them out by name and and let the legislature or let the House thank them for what they do. And yesterday as we were doing that, I told my chamber that in my ten years as being speaker and probably in my eighteen years in the legislature, this was maybe the best session we've ever had within the chamber. Of the house of representatives hmm. there was a spirit of of camaraderie of working together of bipartisanship uh, does not mean we agreed on everything sure we disagreed on a lot but the the manner of disagreement was not an aggressive angry one it was a respectful tone and there was um, a great spirit of working together for the betterment of the people of the state of mississippi and i'm very proud to be associated with a, a house chamber that conducted themselves in that manner, and I will—I would point to two things, maybe that. Um that may have had an impact, not not just these two, but I think the passage of the flag last year brought a sense of unity within the House uh, and respect. And I think the way we've handled the pandemic and the yeah. knowing that we had to come together because there was something bigger going on than political agendas and personal agendas, we had to deal with the pandemic. And, and we had
2: to. a lot of members got sick.
25: <clears throat> oh, yeah. This time last year – well, not this time. It was in July yeah. when we came – when we actually – this time last year we were in our our break so to speak where we had suspended business but as you recall we came back in May and we finished up the first day of July and two days later we had 35 people who had the COVID so this year there was a discussion of us postponing the session you know maybe a couple of months and we pushed ahead and the lord was gracious i told him yesterday we had one case of covid the very first week that individual recovered came back and we had no others in the house of representatives so the lord was very gracious yeah. to us to protect us and let us get our work done And so, yes, to answer your question, I am uh, very proud to be associated with the House of Representatives, the way they've conducted themselves, handled the business of the people of the state of Mississippi, and done things that are for the betterment of our state.
2: Good group, for sure. Got just about a minute and a half or so here. But while we got you here, Mr. Speaker, your thoughts about uh, the income tax legislation that uh, I know you advocated for, I spoke about quite a bit, and uh, what what do you think the future holds for
25: us? Uh, The future is, that is the issue. Moving forward, there is no bigger issue in my mind than income tax elimination. I have told told my uh, uh, staff, I've told my legislators, there is nothing from a policy standpoint that I think we can ever do that will benefit the citizens more than the elimination of income tax. It is the biggest issue in any of our political careers, and it is my main focus moving forward into next year.
2: You know, I agree with you on that, and, and I know you've heard me talk about that extensively. One more thing, before, got just a couple of seconds. HB 1231, the Conservation
25: Fund. We're going to be able to get something done. That on has that? got to happen. That has got to happen. There's nothing wrong with that deal. I
2: agree. Appreciate you coming in today, Mr. Speaker. Thanks Absolutely. so much. Absolutely. Always Thank good you to so see much. You, sir. Have, we'll have a be... good
25: Easter now, you and your listeners, both. You bet.
2: Our thanks to the Speaker of the House, Mr. Philip Gunn. We'll be right back. Stay with us on the JT Show.
10: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 57. Tonight, clear skies, low around 32. Friday, patchy frost early, then sunny skies, high near 60 degrees. Friday evening, mostly clear, low around 36. And for your Saturday, mostly sunny, high near 66. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon.
4: Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils.
13: Hi, I'm Dale Danks with the Danks, Miller & Corey firm. Our office represents clients and businesses across Mississippi. If you need a lawyer you can trust and who will fight for you, don't compromise. Danks, Miller & Corey, online at danksmillercorey.com.
24: This is Brent Callaway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, just south of Germantown High. Calloway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. From trees, shrubs, and color plants to bulk soils for delivery and pickup. Calloway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture. With all the new 2021 collections in stock and arriving, a farmer's market is open full of fresh fruits, vegetables, and local honey. And the best tomatoes in town. Callaways will have farm fresh produce seven days a week. Callaways offers bulk soils for delivery and pickup. We also offer landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. From a small job to a total transformation. Just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaways and Glutstat on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High.
20: Callaways is Callaway's Is.
9: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Our state and a few others no longer have a mask mandate, though White House senior COVID advisor Andy Slavit is calling on governors to stay firm on the mask mandate.
0: We need a simple thing of every governor, mayor, and local leader, and that is to heed what the president is asking in return, simply to maintain or to reinstate mask mandates. And we need every American to do their part.
9: In a social media post, Governor Reeves simply stated, no, thank you, Mr. President. It's a special day for some Mississippi vets. It's called Operation Family Reunion. Today marks the reopening of family visitation at the State Veterans Home in Collins. Only two family members per resident are allowed and all will be tested for COVID-19 before entry. Reopenings will also be held in Jackson, Kosciuszko, and Oxford in the coming weeks. For more information, find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett.
12: Supertalk Mississippi is adding to its outside sales team in the Biloxi Gulfport Pascagoula Market. We're looking for an experienced media seller who knows how to sell traditional and digital
1: media marketing assets.
12: If you're interested in an outside sales position with the opportunity to sell for five of the most well-known stations on the coast, Ole Miss baseball and football, great events like the Million Dollar Job Fair, 228 Awards, concerts and festival sponsorships, email your resume to jesse at supertalk.fm. That's jesse at
1: supertalk.fm.
0: Thanks for listening to Super Talk Mississippi. T-Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Perfect selection of music yeah. there. Top Gun. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Welcome back to JT Show. Back with you on this day of gratitude at Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this. Good Friday, Eve. (laughs) There we go. Uh, Joining us now in the studio from the Mississippi National Guard COVID-19 Task Force, Chaplain Major Jason Bird from the Army Guard and the Mississippi National Guard COVID-19 Task Force as well. Commander of that, Lieutenant Colonel Jeremy Parker from the Air Guard. Uh, Good morning, gentlemen. Thanks so much for joining us today. Good morning, sir. Good morning. So uh, how has life been different in the Guard uh, over this past year? Uh, for the, the guardsmen and, and women that uh, serve with honor. How, how has that changed things over the last year for you guys?
11: Well, I'd say it's uh, certainly been a good bit different for the 1,200 that we have uh, participating in this. I mean, they've, they've been uh, doing a unique mission that that's we've, you know, obviously our first time doing. So uh, it's, it's been a good bit different. I mean, we've had the rest of folks have continued to train and prepare to do their, their deployment mission as they always do. So anything in particular
2: that uh, strikes you about that with respect to stepping up and serving uh, our communities uh, that you can recall that's just a little unique given the situation over the last year?
11: Well, it's certainly unique in that this is a a use of the National Guard, a very large-scale use of the National Guard within the state of Mississippi. So we we had asked for volunteers, and we had a a significant number of folks volunteer. Uh, They've taken a break from school, from their employment. Uh, We're very grateful for the employers that have let these folks serve their state throughout this pandemic.
2: Yeah, that's a good point that we don't think about is uh, employers – uh, allowing. As an employer, I remember it well, had, had a couple of folks that uh, were on our staff that served in the Guard and, and always happy to accommodate that as we should, as they, they serve our, our country, our, our state, our communities as they do, and, and as you said, train and prepare for possible deployment. It's, it's probably could be described as more preparation which is a good thing, um, Then it is, I guess, actually being deployed. Is that a fair thing to say, or being active in that respect?
11: I would say so. I mean, so one one unique thing about the COVID mission is that it has allowed the Mississippi National Guard members to be engaged directly within the state of Mississippi and to our communities. I, th- I think you'd agree, Chaplain. Is uh, you know typically the military has kind of this this indirect impact where yeah. we're we're involved in national defense, but this has actually put us here within the state of Mississippi helping our neighbors and our communities. That's one of the things. uh, I had a conversation
19: with one of our soldiers up in Columbus just a few weeks ago uh, who's about to retire. He's been in the National Guard for a long time, and he's done two deployments to Iraq and also been to Kuwait and Jordan. And uh, one of the things that he said to me was how important this mission was to him because he felt like it was the first time that he could really do something tangible and visible for the people that were his neighbors in his community and and that was something that was very significant to him and helped him to feel really good to have that opportunity to give back to those who had supported him so much over the years. Humans need that sense of accomplishment
2: and they they need the the sense of helping others. That's just a, a human emotion that uh, it cannot be replaced, and really it's hard to describe. It has to be experienced. But that's what fulfills us, and, and I think that's what drives us. And, and certainly being in the guard is a situation where that's your primary function is to serve and serve others. Uh, Chaplain, have you had any particular uh, issues where you've, you've had to provide uh, counsel and, and certainly God's wisdom? And, uh, and just working with members of the Guard
19: that had some particular hardships as a result of the pandemic. Well, not just with the pandemic. Uh, our threefold mission as chaplains is to nurture the living, to care for the wounded, and to honor the fallen. And certainly we've had a great opportunity to nurture the living Uh, throughout all of this uh, in many different ways. I can remember being on site one day when one of our soldiers got word that his grandmother had passed away and so right there on the site I was able to pray with him before Mm -hmm. he left to go and be with his family and Uh, We have chaplains that are spread out across the state that visit all of our sites and they deal with uh, uh, any number of issues. Life doesn't stop just because people are on COVID task force orders. And so marital issues, financial problems, uh, professional counseling, Hmm. Uh, we've provided uh, religious services uh, when teams have had to work on Sundays and requested that. Uh, we'll be doing a Good Friday service for one of our teams tomorrow that requested that. So uh, any number of ways in which we're involved in, in helping meet their spiritual needs while they're on the task Yeah,
2: that's course. awesome. I, I guess I didn't think about that. But you're so right in saying that life continues. And the same sort of issues that we have uh, just through the course of life, they don't go away just because we have a, a pandemic and a virus spreading around. And, and so your services, your counsel, and, uh, and certainly representing – Uh, god the almighty is is still needed that doesn't go away absolutely yeah we appreciate that Uh, you know i i think about the preparation the thing that comes to mind i'm I'm an old uh... private pilot and a lot of people ask what's it like to train to be a a private pilot you know you spend about ninety percent of the time learning how to do stuff you hope you never have to deal with (laughs) about ten percent learn how to fly an airplane uh... but it is that it's that preparation and uh, you know the the military and the armed forces in this country uh in this nation throughout the branches and and e- obviously even in the national guard planning and preparation that's the name of the game absolutely is it not so it, i mean it's you spend a lot of time doing just that planning for and and preparing for something that often you hope never happens
11: that's right, and, and as and as members of the National Guard, we have a very short uh, windows of time to do that planning and preparation. Yeah. You know, two thirds of our force are, are what we we refer to as traditional guardsmen. So they have they go to school, they have jobs, and then we just have them. You know, as a general sense, one week in a month, and then a couple weeks in a year, and we have to keep them just as prepared sure. as that active duty Army or active duty Air Force service member to deploy and do that job. So it's, it is very challenging for them to maintain. Maintain that level of readiness as their active duty counterpart. They just don't know at the drop of a hat when right. they're called. That's right.
19: And they got to go and spring into action when that happens. I think one of the things that's been amazing about this mission is there's really been no way to prepare adequately yeah. for this. This is a mission unlike so anything true. that we've ever yeah. done before. So true. And to have a joint operation with Air Force and Army uh, personnel coming together, communicating together and working and standing this up from scratch has really been a remarkable testimony to the uh, different ways in which the Guard can, can operate in so many different environments. I know that I, as a, as a citizen,
2: am grateful to the Guard for the exemplary service that they have delivered as part of the vaccine rollout. It, it's, uh, I personally got uh, vaccinated, both shots, um, as did my wife over in Vicksburg, and uh, it was just a, a pleasurable experience, and I've heard that from so many others that have done that as well. What, what are the what kind of feedback are you getting, and what are the guards saying about that duty? They, they seem to just have a fantastic attitude standing out there doing
19: that. It's been a wonderful experience with the state of Mississippi because um, the people of Mississippi have been so incredibly grateful for the work that the Guardsmen have done and when we're out there on the sites uh, people bring them cookies from time to time, yeah. uh, we've had gift cards brought so that they can go buy lunch and uh, everyone has just been so uh, wonderful in expressing their gratitude to the Guard and that that has been something that has made this mission uh, so fulfilling for the guardsmen
11: who are doing it.
2: Yeah, and and like I said, they're doing a fantastic job, and, th- and this is arguably one of those situations where how do you prepare for that? Huh? You can't.
11: Well, well, we had that is correct. We hadn't, you know, nobody really could foresee this coming, but but we've been able to adapt and and work with our, our partners with the Mississippi State Department of Health, Mississippi Emergency Management Agency, yeah. and we we've, we've put this together in a very short period of time, and and at this point today, we've vaccinated over 553,000 wow. Mississippi. And continue to vaccinate around between fourteen and fifteen thousand more a day. So it's it's really been a it's an awesome experience. We've got twenty different vaccine sites throughout the state, and uh, you know we're just glad to keep keep doing this, keep pushing the vaccine, and hopefully get us through this pandemic as fast as we can.
2: Well, it's it's a logistics operation as much as anything, and and it involves uh, lots of people and lots of movement. Mm And I would argue that there's no organization on the face of the planet that is better in organizing and orchestrating and managing that than the United States military. Uh, when it comes to logistics and, and moving people around, they just are, they set the standard for that, and I think that uh, was reflected in the way the, the vaccination rollout. So that's 20 percent or so of our population, which is good. And I'm not aware of anybody that has said they're unable to get scheduled, and and when they show up, uh, again, the experience has been very positive. So I'm grateful for that, and I think I speak on behalf of a lot of Mississippians with respect uh, to the Guard's participation in that. So well, thank you. Appreciate you that. Appreciate you guys coming on so much today. And, and thanks again for your service thank and you, and, and for your counsel uh, to those that are serving our nation in the guard and our, our state, uh, more importantly. So appreciate that. You guys have a happy Easter. Thank All you. Right, yes, thank sir. you, sir. You too. We'll be right back here on the JT show. We got more guests coming up. Uh, stay tuned.
16: The
18: Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete. Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my wife tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up. She was fortunate. Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242. This is the Midday AgriMarket Report. There has been little from the Biden administration on the prospect for renewing the Trade Promotion Authority, (RTPA). But USDA Secretary Tom Vilsack made it clear the administration will seek its renewal. Renewing TPA is, quote, the only way eventually for us to have trade agreements that create that balance, Vilsack said, noting that there was a very delicate balance needed on several issues in a trade agreement. Meanwhile, the Farm Workforce Modernization Act, which passed the House earlier this year, would overhaul the immigration system for farm workers and alter the H-2A temporary agricultural visa program, thus cementing a stable workforce for employers and more protections for laborers. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Supertalk Mississippi
13: Agri-News Network.
1: Go with the home team. Are you looking for something unusual or hard to find? You might just find it on highbid.com. It's the online auction site for, well, just about everything. HiBid.com has estate sales, closeouts, liquidations, even government-seized vehicle auctions. It's easy to bid on office furniture, antiques, sports memorabilia, restaurant equipment, motorboats, even arcade games. You can search for items by name or simply see where the next page takes you. Visit highbid.com. that's H-I-B-I-D.com, and find what you're looking for today.
20: Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
16: I'm back. I told you I was coming
20: back.
0: This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: The JT show continues on this day of gratitude at Super Talk, Mississippi. And now we are so blessed, so honored to have joining us on the line the man himself, Mr. JT Williamson. JT,
26: what's going on, Gerard?
2: Man, it is so good to hear your voice, and we are so grateful that we were able to work something out with your schedule to come on the show. The listeners, of course, are delighted to hear your voice. And so first and foremost, my friend, they want to hear an update. How you doing, man?
26: Well, I'm doing what I always do. I'm sitting in a waiting room at a doctor's office, so that's about typical for my day. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're just just uh, we're going through the motions, man. Trying to get well, still out here in Houston, and uh, we're just uh, you know we're doing that that uh, clinical trial now, and we're hoping and praying that it's going to work and be back soon to work. That's what we're hoping for. Yeah, it's a pretty it's a beautiful day. The Lord's made here in Houston, man. The sun's out, looks good. I don't know what it's like there. I think it's a little
2: chilly, isn't it? It's sun's out, but it, it is a little chilly. Had the rain and the cold front sweep through yesterday and overnight. And it uh, yeah, it's cool. It's un, unusual, I guess, for an April one. But uh, we'll be fine. And, and I think it continues to warm up, as I recall, looking at the weather through the weekend. But glad you guys are having good weather to hopefully... Cheer up your spirit somewhat man i I feel for you, and I pray for you brother, to sit in doctor's offices waiting. I know that's a pain, but I know also you you understand that's just part of the part of the gig
26: part of, part of the gig out here, man they do a pretty good job, but it's just you know sometimes you get back to things like that so we're doing the day of gratitude not know where my gratitude is yeah so obviously to my Lord and Savior I mean. Uh, but more than anything it's, it's my daughter who has been just a trooper. Gerard, I can't I, I just can't explain to you what it means to have her here to take care of me. That a twenty four year old girl would take a sabbatical from her work to to stop and take care of her daddy and I mean she's been out here with me since November. And I couldn't be any more grateful to anybody in my life. And look, and I don't mean anything disrespectful to my wife or anything like that. My wife's doing what she needs to do, and it's killing her that she's not here. You know, she wants to be here with me, and, and but she's doing what she's got to do, and that's keep the household running and working. But I just, I'm, I'm so grateful and so. So much gratitude to my daughter Emily. I just I do not know too many kids that would do that and do it with a pretty good attitude. She gets aggravated sometimes, mostly in me, but you know just to be here and be away from the house and be out here and you know no friends and nobody only thing she got's me,
2: yeah,
26: and I'm just uh, that's my that's where I'm grateful for here today, what my gratitude is all about is my daughter, because if it wasn't for her, you know, I don't know what I would do. She pushes me around this place and gets me where I need to be on time and helps me with my medicine, Lord. She's like my pharmacist. dude going through all the medicine and things like that. I hope that's what I was supposed to be talking about, what I'm grateful for. Man. I'm grateful for that, and I'm, I'm grateful for these doctors and this hospital as they continue to try to get me well and get me home
2: yeah well man you can talk about whatever you want but uh I got to tell you that that uh was inspiring and you know this and JT first you're blessed we as parents that have children that are like that adult children especially we are incredibly blessed but want to make sure you know that means you raised her right man she got it from you she she has that sort of passion and in caring attitude about people because you taught her
26: she loves her daddy i know that no question asked her to do this man but i'm i'm doing good I've had, i kind of had a rough patch i've had some little pain and stuff i've been dealing with but i had a little rough patch this week but we're fighting through it and that's why i'm just i didn't sleep a whole lot last night at home yeah have a very good voice this morning but but uh, she's, in fact, she's down the hall from me in the other waiting room, so I can, I'm in another waiting room where they had one of these recliners. I was in here sneaking a little nap, <laughs> but I set my alarm so I could call you
2: all. I uh, well, we appreciate you oh,
26: well, she all. She's yeah. going to come get me when they call me back. But I was down here in one of the recliners that they have in some of these places, now, was catching a little nap. But hey, everybody remember what today means? a sacrifice that was made for all of us. Or actually for Friday, what good Friday means. I know what good Friday means and what it means to all of us, the sacrifice that was made for us. Yep. So that we...
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Barone's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090.
20: News. I'm Lillian Wu. George Floyd's girlfriend gives emotional testimony in the murder trial of the ex-Minneapolis officer accused of killing Floyd.
10: Courtney Ross, George Floyd's girlfriend, discussed their mutual drug use, struggles with opioid addictions, and
8: Floyd's health.
20: There was a time
8: uh, in March when you knew he was back to using pills. Is that right? I thought his
20: behavior
8: had
10: changed. All to get in front of the defense's position that drugs played a role in Floyd's
20: death. Fox's Jeff Manasso and the latest jobs numbers coming in more dismal than expected. There were 719,000 new unemployment claims last week, an increase of 61,000 and more than forecast. The number of new claims declined below 700,000 late last month. That improvement was attributed to more states relaxing COVID restrictions on businesses. Fox's Ginny Kosola,
9: America's movie loser, Fox News.
20: As
12: locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS
0: Security. 601-898-3105. Call today. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel Paint Protection Film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com com.
9: I'm Kelly Bennett and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Senate's work at the Capitol is done for now.
24: The Senate is adjourned. Sonny die.
15: You, you heard the motion all in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed, no, the ayes have it. Oh. <laughs> Good try. We stand. Sunny die.
9: Lawmakers could be called back for a special session to discuss disbursement of the state's portion of stimulus funding. Sergeant Adam Cochran with the Jones County Sheriff's Department has covered some miles in March for a very good cause. He ran 103 miles to raise awareness and money for the Stop Soldier Suicide Organization. Cochran says working in law enforcement, you see a lot of suicide calls. So. It was personal for him. For more information, find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. Do you
20: want that dream job? Do you need the right skills and credentials to get there? Did you know more than 2,000 students have taken advantage of the My Best program for free? Contact your local community college to learn more about the My Best program. Take charge of your life and make your dreams a reality by attending a Mississippi Community College. I'm Dr. Andrea Mayfield, Executive Director of the Mississippi Community College Board.
12: Funding for this ad provided by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation.
9: Migrants and asylum seekers continue to arrive at the border. Last Friday, Mississippi Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith was there to see conditions for herself.
17: And after visiting where these kids are being kept that are close to my daughter's age, the stories we are hearing are beyond horrifying.
9: There are nearly 12,000 minors now in custody of Health and Human Services. As he enters his 34th year in coaching and second at Mississippi State, Mike Leach took some time to explain his philosophy during an interview with Sports Talk Mississippi.
27: Always be studied. Nobody ever gets it all figured out or, or knows everything. So
9: how does that translate to the football field?
27: There seems to be peaks and valleys in football from the standpoint. All of a sudden, this defense comes in style. Well, when that happens, then a certain set of offensive plays are now effective that were on the shelf with previous defense.
9: I'm Kelly Bennett. Hi folks, this is
15: Will Primos. I'm back on the radio again to talk about an issue that I'm passionate about and to rally all of you who love the great outdoors to take action. The Mississippi House of Representatives recently passed landmark legislation, House Bill 1231, which would allow our state to invest in wildlife conservation, leverage additional matching funds, and is a true game changer for Mississippi. But the Mississippi Senate gutted the bill, provided no money, and excluded conservation groups from participating in the program. I'm surprised that the Governor Delbert Hoseman doesn't support using proceeds from sales of hunting and fishing equipment towards this quality of life issue, which impacts the future of all Mississippians. If you love the great outdoors and you agree with me, call Lieutenant Governor Hoseman at 601-359-3200 and ask him to provide a real dedicated source of revenue to invest in conservation efforts. It's common sense to support the great outdoors, the state's most valuable resource.
4: This
12: message paid for by Will
4: Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: Who are you? Welcome to Real Talk for Real
24: Mississippians. Okay, let's begin.
0: Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert.
2: Welcome back, everyone. The JT show continues on a Super Talk Mississippi on this day of gratitude. It is also Good Friday Eve. It is indeed. Joining us now on the line, Larry LeBlanc. He's the senior pastor of First Baptist Church in Summit, Mississippi. Good afternoon, Pastor.
14: Good afternoon, Gerard. Great to be with you this afternoon.
2: Absolutely, sir. Great to have you on. So, we would start at this noon hour by asking you to lead us in a prayer, if you would, sir, on this day of gratitude.
14: Absolutely. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we bow before your throne of grace, thankful. Thankful for who you are and what you have done in our lives, what you have done in the state of Mississippi, how you have brought healing to our lives, but God, most of all, we thank you for the life, death, and resurrection of your Son, Jesus. We thank you for the forgiveness of sins. We thank you for redemption. We thank you, Lord, that we have a blessed hope and that hope is found in you. So, Lord Jesus, we come before you today, and we give you the glory and the honor and the credit for what you have done. And, Lord, we look with a sense of hope, a sense of optimism, a sense of gratitude toward the days ahead as we celebrate the greatest victory that's ever taken place, when you defeated sin and death forevermore, our risen King and Savior, in whose name we pray. Amen.
2: Amen. Thank you for that, uh, Pastor. And, And on this day of gratitude... Uh, I'm grateful for prayer and the power of prayer and and uh, the power of the Almighty and how he has uh, intervened over the last year in so many ways and and guided us through these difficult times and and now provides us hope and optimism as it appears we're trending out of this thing that had so many negative effects on so many people across the spectrum from from clinical and and effects on health to effects on uh, the economic situations of people, but the Lord is always there and is is always stable and and something we can count on and appreciate you leading us in in that respect.
14: Absolutely, it's my honor.
2: So, um, how's it been going, uh, Pastor, down uh, at the church there? Are, are you guys at First Baptist Church? Are you guys uh, back? in in in-person services at this point?
14: We absolutely are, Uh, and and we're looking forward to Easter. Um, The First Baptist Summit this coming Sunday, we're going to have three worship service options, one at 7.30 in the morning, one at 9 o'clock in the morning, and one at 10.30 in the morning, and I'm expecting uh, an enormous amount of people because of what you just said, Gerard. There has been This has been one of the most trying, difficult years in so many different ways, but there is a hope and an optimism and a gratitude, what we're focusing on today, about what God has done to bring us through this, what God has for the future, and um, I think it's important, uh, what we're focusing on as a community, as a state, right now, in that even though it has been difficult, we have so many things to be thankful for, um, none of which even come close to being of the magnitude of Jesus' sacrifice, which he paid on that first Good Friday, and his subsequent resurrection from the dead. So as believers, we come with an eternal hope, and I'm seeing that in people, I- I'm seeing uh, people with that the optimism that can only come from the security uh, of knowing a Savior that, that can deliver them.
2: Yeah, and, and it doesn't it seem, Pastor, that the the impact that we've all experienced over the last year, which in many respects turned our worlds upside down, we are so blessed, and we should be so grateful for the blessings we enjoy in this country, and that starts with the freedom to worship. And to to be part of a, a congregation, a church community that share the bond of of belief in God and belief in Jesus Christ as Christians, certainly you we miss that. I know when folks were not able to attend their churches, and it, it's more than just zooming in, which is uh, certainly a uh, an alternative and better than nothing at all to participate. But I don't think that's a substitute for being around. Those who share in uh, your love of the Lord and and love of the Word, where you can be with them and receive counsel uh, from a pastor such as yourself. There's no substitute for that, is there?
14: Absolutely not. And, and I think you know the old adage: you don't know what you've got till it's gone. Yeah. Um, so many things last spring at this time were were being rapidly taken away, and there was that fear of the future and what it was going to hold, and we were uncertain about the virus and and what that that was going to look like. And and what we saw in people was this yearning, this longing to to be the church, and we're thankful for technology. We're on every possible platform that there is, including Supertalk statewide. But there is no substitute for being with God's people and rejoicing and coming together. Hebrews makes it very clear that we are not to forsake the coming together of the body of Christ. Mm. And so what we see when that... That, that is an essential part of, of who we are, the DNA of a Christian, um, is not just to link digitally with people, but to be able to develop relationships and to praise God together, e- even in gratitude, as we thank God. We thank God individually, but there's also a power when we come together in thanking God collectively for what He has done.
2: Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, and, and, you know, when you, when you leave, when you go to that setting and you leave that setting, You just feel good. It's good for your your mindset, your psyche. You you realize you have so much to be grateful for and so much to pray for as well, and you share in that with the church community. It it just kind of, I don't know, gets you pumped up for the coming week and just to deal with life's challenges in general.
14: Absolutely, and, and it's not by accident that we worship corporately on Sundays. Yeah. Sundays is obviously the day that Jesus rose from the dead. So every Sunday is a celebration of the resurrection of Christ. And when you start your week with a special emphasis on the resurrection of Christ, you are also focusing on your own deliverance, the fact that the price has been paid for your sin, your hope for this life, your hope for the next life. It frames everything else, and that's not to negate the difficulties that people are going through, or the sickness, economic problems, political issues, obviously those things are going on. But when we're able to frame that with some perspective to recognize that we have a sovereign king who nothing about what we're Going through surprised him, and that he has kept the world spinning since he spoke it into existence. That gives me a blessed hope to recognize that even when I don't know what this week or this month is going to bring, I serve a God who does.
2: Yeah, that's great, great message there, Pastor. And speaking of message, what should we as Christians be especially mindful of uh, during Holy Week, and and of course. Good Friday, The Passion of Jesus Christ, and then His Resurrection on Sunday, Easter Sunday. What should we really be mindful of?
14: I think that that message is over 2,000 years old, um, and that is that there is a God in Heaven who loves you so much. That that despite the fact that you were a sinner and that you had transgressed his laws, that even while Romans five eight says that while we were yet still sinners, that he demonstrated his love for us by sending his own son, who was sinless, spotless, the Lamb of God, to die on the cross, so that he could become the substitute, that he could take my guilt, my shame on the cross and then defeat it by rising again and that everything that i have in my life all the garbage all the past all the sin that i can stand before god not in my own righteousness but in the righteousness of christ now if that doesn't allow you to smile with a blessed hope and a heart full of gratitude then there's nothing else in the world that possibly could
2: that's awesome i mean it truly does uh, I think, encapsulate the mystery of our faith as, as Christians. I mean, it's, we, we believe that, and, and Jesus set that example for us uh, in leading our lives as, as mortals uh, on this earth and leading our lives to uh, eventually uh, pass and perish from this earth, but uh, join him and the Father in heaven.
14: Well, and I think the fact that eternity is set in our hearts, the fact that that people know that there's something beyond this life, we recognize that, and Jesus promised, in this world you will have trouble. Well, this year, he has been proven right. (laughs) We have had trouble. But the second part of that verse is, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So my greatest hope is in the fact that there is a world where there will be no more COVID, there will be no more tears, there will be no more crying or no more pain. And that is what we look forward to, even in the midst of the difficulties that we face in the here and now.
2: Such a great message. Thank you so much for joining us today, Pastor Larry LeBlanc, First Baptist Church Summit. Happy Easter, sir.
14: Thank you, Gerard. Have a great Easter.
2: You bet. We'll be right back with more here on the JT show. We've got Cedric Burnside joining us after these messages.
10: From the SeabritPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Solander For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 57. Tonight, clear skies, low around 32. Friday, patchy frost early, then sunny skies, high near 60 degrees. Friday evening, mostly clear, low around 36. And for your Saturday, mostly sunny, high near 66. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com.
4: Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. Once again, our Second Amendment rights are under attack by a group of Washington politicians. Right now, we have a large selection of ARs and other popular self-defense firearms in stock. We also have a good supply of ammunition at the best prices in the area. Finally, many of you have asked me if my wife Jane had a problem with me talking about her on our commercials. She must like them because the other day she complimented me. She said I had the perfect face for radio. I hope to see you soon at the range.
17: I'm Liz Brister with Entergy. We know heating and cooling your home requires significant power and can lead to higher than expected bills. We want to help you take control of your bill. That's why we offer several deferred payment options to suit your needs and help your budget. We can also connect you to community payment assistance partners. If you need help paying your bill, visit entergy.com slash mypaymentoptions or call 1-800-ENTERGY.
1: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
0: The switches are thrown, the signals are given. This is the JT show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
13: Rolling, 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 rolling. Keep moving, moving, moving. Oh, they're disapproving.
21: Uh, keep them doggies moving. Broad. Don't try to understand them. Just hope throwing grow and brand Soon
3: we'll be living high and wide. My heart's calculating.
5: My true love will be waiting. Be waiting at the... Welcome
2: end. back, everyone. The JT Show continues here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's been a great day of gratitude, aka Good Friday Eve. It is indeed. So, joining us on the line now, Cedric Burnside. Uh, good afternoon, there, Cedric. How you doing, man?
23: Good afternoon, man. I'm doing doing well. How about yourself?
2: I'm doing fantastic. Well, uh, first, I have to say, a fan, and as an old amateur drummer, in awe of your talent. <laughs> congratulations on that, and. Thanks. And yeah, go ahead.
23: I said, well, just thanks a lot, man. Uh, you know, I just uh, I'm, you know, blessed and and just grateful to have, you know, uh, first and foremost my limbs to be able to still be functioning.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
23: you know? um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm thankful and, and grateful that you know things are starting to you know get back to normal. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody know we done had some trying in crazy times you know uh the last year or so yeah um yeah i'm I'm just grateful to you know get back on the road and and um you know try to give music to people who who want it and and love it and and um you know do my passion thing i love the most you know
2: yeah well as a musician uh Cedric, I mean that that's what you thrive on, isn't it? You it's it's entertaining people and and seeing them uh, get pleasure from the experience of of hearing you just express your talent through uh those instruments, your voice, what have you.
23: Yeah, oh yeah, man. I, I definitely thrive on that. Um also, you know, uh, you never know who might have been there and done that, you yeah. know, who might relate to, you know, some of the songs that you you put out there, you know, so sure. uh I enjoy, you know, that as well, you know, to uh play for people who can relate to some of the songs, you know, some of the same things I done went through in life. Yeah. You know, they done went through in life, so um you know, it's 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 good to be able to touch people in that way, you
2: right. know. Right. And so Cedric, do you still live up uh in North Mississippi?
23: I do. I do. <laughs> huh. You know, it's so crazy, man. Uh, I-, I have to say this. I, I just got a new phone uh, a couple <laughs> days ago, and um, I-, I had so many people, you know, call me. And some, I, you know, a lot I did know and a lot I didn't know because I've been had numbers from, you know, five or six years. And um, so I got a new number, and-, and I also changed the area code. I just got, you know, any area code that- besides Mississippi. <laughs> so I can kind of trick somebody, you know. Up, you know but I do not have so many people knowing yeah. my number.
2: Yeah, I understand. I'm
23: not good at it is, too, but
2: <laughs> yeah, I did it. But you're still up around Holly Springs, aren't you?
23: Yeah, I, I still I'm in a little town called Ashland now, which is you know about fifteen twenty miles on the outskirts of Holly Springs.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. and your father was also a drummer. Is that true?
23: Yes, he was. Uh, mr calvin jackson yeah uh, and rest he rest in peace you know I, I i watched him a lot uh him and a, another guy named Artemis autumus and of course kenny kimbrough yeah uh the main three i watched you know coming up as a kid you know
2: wow did so did your father teach you is that what inspired you to take up the drums
23: well uh i would definitely say he inspired me um uh, to, to pick up the drums. Uh he was one of the first people I saw to play, you know, um as a little kid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, growing up, um one of many, you know, grandkids, uh, about seven six, seven years old and, and my big daddy and them used to throw house parties. Uh, you know, my big daddy Ariel Burnside, um, they used to throw house parties, you know, every other weekend. Right. And my big daddy and my, and my dad, you know, and, and my uncles Uh, They would just jam out, you know, and I would be one of of many grandkids sitting there watching in in amazement. Um, But I have to say, my my dad never just really had time to sit down and show me anything. I kind of had to watch and learn and and just kind of mimic what I saw. Yeah, I think that's
2: true for most most of us drummers I'm certainly not of the skills of you but it, it's all you just kind of hear it and have a feel for it and and yep. uh, you sort of learn how to how to I guess master the uh, the art of getting your hands and your feet separated and being yeah, able to go on their own it <laughs> is so hard uh, and it, it it takes some people pick it up pretty quick but uh, most it takes a while but that's when you can truly uh, play some magic on the drums when you're able to do that
23: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, you know, I, I I really feel like if you if it's something that you really want, um, you know, you'll you'll stick with it and, yeah. and stay at it, and and it'll come to you, you know, quite quite naturally. Sure, you know, if it's something that you really really want.
2: Yeah, know? absolutely. So what what sort of projects do you have on the boards these days?
23: Well, um, uh, I was really really happy and and grateful as well to uh, I recorded my next album in uh Boo Mitchell's studio uh Royal Studio and it went wonderful it went great um it was something that it was a long time coming um men boo had been talking you know four, five, six years mm-hmm. about doing something together and uh you know uh, it just kind of came together we started doing it at the beginning of uh 2020 and um uh, before the pandemic really you know shot in mm-hmm. um we got a chance to go in the in, in the studio and and lay down some tracks and and record the the next album which will be out uh hopefully around June um and the first single will be out around uh April um so i got that that's coming uh, coming along um you know so i'm, I'm really grateful for that and uh, i'm just you know doing my same old thing uh, every day you know i i can spend it at home. I, I spend it, you know, trying to write um music, you know, trying to come up with new riffs on the guitar and and uh, also I'm I'm about to start my garden. Uh so I'm <laughs> I'm looking forward to that, you know.
2: <laughs> well let this cold weather get out of the way first, man, I think, huh? Oh yeah.
23: Oh yeah. That's that's why I hadn't got out there and, and, and plied it up yet. So I'm trying to wait till this these last little few cold days
2: get Yeah, away. yeah I hear you. Uh same here, kinda kinda doing the same. Uh so uh, what about performing live Cedric you got anything planned there?
23: Yeah um things are are, are coming coming around I, I did my first uh show actually was the 3rd of uh no actually it was the 24th of March of last month I actually did a live show uh and they you know they was you know they took the precautions of social distancing and all of that um but I did it in Jackson it was a private party uh, yeah. for uh, some politicians. I don't know if they was Democrat or or Republican. You know. Yeah. But uh, I, I did my first show there. I think it was about 150 people there, and um, I got a few more on the books uh, coming up uh, April 17th. I'm playing in Alabama, um, well, a place called Waverly, Alabama. I'm doing a little festival there, uh, and then I got another one coming up in Jackson, Mississippi. Ridgeland, yep. I'm uh, going to festival there, so yeah. The, the live shows is starting to come back around.
2: That's cool, and not far from us. So, have you missed that?
23: What uh, the live, Ridgeland?
2: the live performance?
23: Oh man, yes. I I miss it a lot. Yeah. You know, uh I really miss it a lot. And and you know, I don't know if other musicians feel this way. I, I would assume they do, but you know, the energy from the crowd helps me as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 like showing love to to each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I show love to them by playing my music and, and, and doing my best at that. And, and they show love to me by showing me, you know, how much they appreciate appreciated yeah. and to see them dance. You know, that's something I grew up with, uh, you know, playing in the juke joints uh, a lot is seeing people just dance and just, you know, forget about everything and just, just let, it, let it all out, you know, mm-hmm. and have fun. So I missed that, and um, you know, getting back to the live uh, performances will will definitely make me feel feel good about it.
2: You know. Well, the the audience misses it as well. I can assure you. I, those that really love music also know there's no substitute for live music, and and really just yeah, watching the right. <laughs> the incredible skills of of folks like you who. Perform and and uh, deliver those sounds to us that just make us feel good, make us happy. And so I can say on this day of gratitude, we're we're grateful to folks like you that fill our world with great music.
23: Well, thanks, man. Wait, likewise, I'm grateful for for folks like you, as yourself, man. <laughs>
2: That's awesome. Appreciate that. And uh, well, with these projects coming up and uh, that you're working on and getting back to uh, working. Uh, Doing some live concerts and certainly one not far from here in Ridgeland. We wish you all the best on that, Cedric. Thanks so much for joining us today.
23: Thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me.
2: You bet. Cedric Burnside. One of Mississippi's own, just one in a long line of fantastic musicians. We appreciate him coming on the show today on this day of gratitude. We'll take a break right here. We'll come back. We've got Stacy Pickering, Executive Director of Mississippi Veterans Affairs. Stay tuned. The JT Show continues. <laughs>
0: At Napa, we keep things moving. If it has wheels and an engine, we help keep it on the road. And if it's on the road, we have parts for it. And if you need a part, you can get it fast, like same-day pickup or next-day delivery fast. At Napa, when we're not thinking about cars, we're thinking about the people who drive them. Because when it comes to serving you and our community, our motor never quits. That's Napa know-how. Same-day pickup and next-day delivery available at participating stores and on in-stock items only.
13: Hi, this is Dale Danks with Danks, Miller & Corey. With more than 100 years of combined experience, we have the expertise to handle even the most complicated matters. When you need a lawyer to fight for you, don't compromise. Contact us online at danksmillercorey.com.
17: Hop on in to Nandy's Candy for all your Easter treats personalized eggs, caramel divinity, peanut butter and chocolate whip eggs, chocolate bunnies and ducks, hand blown eggs filled with chocolate, sugar eggs, stuffed animals, jelly bellies, foil wrapped bunnies and eggs, sour bunnies, bunny corn, empty or pre made baskets, and so much more. Nandy's Candy, 1220 East North Side Drive in Maywood Mart. Exactly where the Easter Bunny shops. Shop online at Nandy'sCandy.com for in store pickup or shipping.
5: This is JT. If you like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. 1-800-647-8540 or on the web MajesticMetalsInc.com. Are the trees
10: and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree pros and with our superior cleanup you can't go wrong baronis tree pros 601-345-8090 601-345-8090 that's 601-345-8090 or online at baronistreepros.com that's baronistreepros.com
9: i'm kelly bennett and you're listening to super talk mississippi news the senate's work at the capitol is done for now
24: the senate is adjourned sunny die
15: You heard the motion, all in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed, no, the ayes have it. Oh. <laughs> Good try. We stand. <laughs> done.
9: Lawmakers could be called back for a special session to discuss disbursement of the state's portion of stimulus funding. Sergeant Adam Cochran with the Jones County Sheriff's Department has covered some miles in March for a very good cause. He ran 103 miles to raise awareness and money for the Stop Soldier Suicide Organization. Cochran says working in law enforcement, you see a lot of suicide calls, so it was personal for him. For more information, find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett.
28: Concerts at Renaissance are back live Saturday, April 24th, starring the Almond Bets Band. With G Love and
16: Special Sauce. Respect, so so this, so my baby.
28: Taz hour, Cedric Burnside, The Vamps, and more. It's a full day of music presented by Wicked Wheat Brewery for this socially distanced concert. Listen carefully. Tickets are on sale now at Ardenland.net. Twilight concerts at Renaissance are here. From Nuke's Eatery, Renaissance at Colony Park, and First Commercial Bank. Tickets are on sale now. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group and Ardenland.
0: You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Now, now onto the real part.
18: Dino Mike
0: on Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs>
2: Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show continues Super Talk Mississippi. Day of gratitude on this holy Thursday. Appreciate everyone for joining us today. I think we're trying to get uh, Stacy Pickering on the line. He's the executive director of Mississippi Veterans Affairs. Still working on that. But in the meantime, what do you think, folks? It's It's been a good day. We've uh, We've stayed away. From the negative, we stayed away from all the challenges that are facing our country at this point. We talk about that every day, and we'll certainly be back on that here on the JT Show. But today, we wanted to dedicate to positive news and and the goodness in this country, in the state, and highlight so many good things being done by so many. And I'm proud of the fact, and and want to thank uh, Alex Payton, our our. Uh, Director here that, that organized all of this for us, but what a great lineup we've had. And, and most importantly, what a very diverse lineup we've had, a, a spectrum of people uh, that represent our, our society here in Mississippi, our community. It's just been fantastic. And also very honored to have JT himself dial in and give us an update. We appreciate that. So it sounds like Rhino's giving me the thumbs up. We've got a Stacy Pickering, Executive Director, Mississippi Veterans Affairs on the line. Afternoon. Stacy, how are you, man?
27: Hey Gerard, doing great this fine, beautiful spring day. It is absolutely gorgeous here in Collins, Mississippi, where we are. Sorry for the connection, but No problem.
2: Yes, it we is. we got through to you. Yeah, indeed. So glad you could join us today. And wanted to, to first just find out how's it going there with Veterans Affairs and all of uh, your function and your activities, your scope in the state of Mississippi, given uh, the problems that have beset us with, with COVID and the pandemic. I'm sure that's put some sort of special circumstances you've had to deal with, but you got a pretty good staff that's handled it well.
27: Well, thank you, Gerard. It ha- it has been a uh, a tough year, like a lot of folks, especially in the nursing home skilled nursing home business. You know, most folks do know we run four veterans' nursing homes in Mississippi. Uh, we have six hundred nursing home beds. Uh, you know, great quality care for the men and women who've served our country and worn our uniform. But uh, we've been affected by the COVID nineteen pandemic, just like everyone else has, and. You know, the good thing is we're starting to feel like we're getting on the back side of it. Uh, Ninety percent of our veterans that live in our homes have been vaccinated. Uh, So it's a great response. And that's allowed us today is actually the second day of allowing family members to actually get in the home for the very first time. So it's really apropos that on this day of gratitude that we could really be thankful that our veterans and their sons and daughters their spouses have been sitting in the dining room having lunch today uh, we called it an operation family reunion and it has been an exciting day uh, yesterday today and tomorrow here in collins next week we will start opening up the home in jackson for families to be reunited with their loved ones
2: wow so have you witnessed any of those uh, stacy what uh, what has that been like that's got to be a really special situation
27: well, you know, I mean, I'll be honest with you. It really is. I, I've been in the dining room this morning with the family members and talking about the difficulty of being separated. And some of our residents, we've cried together today. We've talked about what what's ne- the next step looks like. And, you know, I had one daughter. It's like, when can I take Dad up to take him to eat uh, out to get a burger just do yeah. a drive-thru? The next table, they're like, hey, Dad's lost weight because he had COVID. We want to take in the belt, buy some new clothes. When can we do it? They're looking forward to the next step, and it's been that kind of conversation just time and time again today. Uh, we've had uh, our first group, our first shift of family members come in uh, to have lunch, and now right now we're actually having the second dining of uh, the second group that way it kind of phase back in instead of just throwing the doors open and overwhelming these guys. You know, they haven't had any visitors really in a year. And so this is kind of phasing it back into having people in the home, having family members here. And so uh, we look forward in a week from now being fully open again to regular visitation, regular hours, allowing our veterans to get on the bus and go to Walmart, go do their own grocery shopping, get out a little bit. And they've been really trapped for the last year just to get through this pandemic.
2: Yeah, and I know that it's, it's not probably widely understood that those veterans, many of which are confined permanently uh, to the homes, they really don't have a, a lot of interaction with the outside world, and, and to them, that is their lives.
27: It is. You know, being able to make those little day trips, having family members and visitors come in. You know, case in point, one of the biggest activities we have is bingo um, uh, in all of our homes. And we have a daily bingo time and groups from the VFW, we get... different church groups come in and they'll run that bingo they'll hand out door prizes and Hmm. uh, prizes for each round and the guys enjoy that the interaction but also you know a way to win a little money a little little gift card here and there have a little fun with each other and it just brings back that social interaction that's been missing and so we're you know we're very grateful that this week is the start of us being able to reintroduce and bring that back into the lives of our residents
2: wow that's awesome. What about uh my friend Walter Herbison with Joy Outreach Ministries? I I think he entertains the veterans at some of the homes, does he not?
27: You know, he does. He's one of our great guys. He comes in and he will play that piano and entertain the guys and uh uh, matter of fact, I think he will actually be at the Jackson home next week for one of our days uh, for our family reunions there. And so we've got so many folks like him that give up their time, their talents to come in to entertain. Uh, we got a young uh, major from the Mississippi Army National Guard who's been here with us all day today playing acoustic guitar and just really entertaining the family members and our residents. And that's the first time we've been able to do that in over a year. So we're very grateful today that uh, the the vaccine is here that 90 percent of our residents over 65 percent of our employees have been vaccinated wow. and more get vaccinated every week
2: that that is awesome so is it fair to say stacy that in the early days when when this virus was spreading around that was a particular problem in the homes given just the age and the fact that it's just very difficult to implement measures to uh, sort of combat the spread in those environments
27: yeah, Gerard. Once the fact, once the uh, COVID nineteen uh, virus got into our home, just like every other nursing home, it spread rapidly. Yeah, because you've got a population that's at risk. But what makes us even different in the veterans' home? Our population is ninety five percent male. You know, the wow. average nursing home is predominantly female, and so this huh. virus affected men differently. But also, our guys tend to be a little sicker than the average nursing home. Yeah. because they've lived hard lives. They are service to our country. Uh, They've got multiple comorbidity issues Mm they're fighting and struggling struggling against just on a regular daily basis. Uh, We had 115 of our veterans passed away from COVID-related illnesses or the virus itself. So it's been very difficult on our staff, our residents, to see their roommates, their hallmates pass away. Uh, So we're very thankful that the vaccines here were on the backside of this uh, pandemic. But I have pled and begged my family members, my neighbors, and the other fellow Mississippians get vaccinated. Yep. Uh, I know, you know, we believe and want to believe. Maybe there's some grand conspiracy. There's not. This is about saving lives and getting life back to normal. And the sooner that we get all get vaccinated, the better. And I saw that with our guys who've been World War II veterans. I had one guy who literally said, "This is our D Day." Hmm. He said, this is our chance to beat back this virus that has rampaged this home and my friends and my family members. And I think testimonies like that from our veterans is why our staff has been so aggressive about getting vaccinated and encouraging their family members to get vaccinated.
2: Wow, what an insightful analogy. I, I wouldn't have thought of that, but uh, from someone who served in World War II. Uh, my suspicion is that that D-Day's kind of point of a reference for everything in, in their lives after that, such a big deal. And so that what what a great way to frame that. That's that's interesting.
27: Yep. Yeah. So you know, dealing with this group of guys and and men and women, uh, we do have women veterans who are living in our homes. But uh, one of the very first people I visited with at lunch this morning was uh, earlier today. He flew thirty missions over Europe in World War II wow. as a nose gunner on a B-24 Liberator. I mean, the guy wow. has got great stories, uh, his recognitions and awards, but he's residing here at our home in Collins, and his old, two of his children, two of his four kids could be with him today. And, you know, they're able to celebrate that, but he was one of the first guys who rolled up his sleeve and Gosh. said, I want to get vaccinated. They're not scared of the vaccine. They know that it's essential, and our staff knows in order to care for our veterans, they've got to be vaccinated.
2: Yeah, yeah. And that's
27: just a story we've tried to tell everyone, that this is something we need to do for our neighbors and our family.
2: That is awesome. And, um, Stacy, there's there's just not many of those guys left. we got about a minute and a half here. There's not many of those World War II folks left, is there?
4: No,
27: our World War II and Korea guys are passing quickly. Um, the gentleman I mentioned earlier is 98 years old. Gosh. The biggest population of veterans in our homes and in the state are our Vietnam veterans. Yeah. And even those guys are starting to move up in age. Seven and so, so it's uh, making yeah. sure that we're caring for them. And they receive the honor... The dignity that they deserve for their service to our country.
2: Uh, absolutely, we in man, great message. Really appreciate you coming on the show today, Stacy. Happy have a hey, happy
27: great to be with you. Thanks so much. Appreciate the Super Talk family.
2: You bet. Stacy Pickering, executive director of the Mississippi Veterans Affairs, has been our guest. Really appreciate him coming on. God bless our veterans, folks. We'll take a break right here. Final segment coming up on the JT Show after these messages.
19: Hi, I'm
12: Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive.
0: Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation.
8: At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a master tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience.
0: Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland.
24: This is Brent Callaway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family owned and operated. Located in Glutstadt, just south of Germantown High. Callaway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. From trees, shrubs, and color plants to bulk soils for delivery and pickup. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture. With all the new 2021 collections in stock and arriving, a farmer's market is open full of fresh fruits, vegetables, and local honey, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's will have farm fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's offers bulk soils for delivery and pickup. We also offer landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape from a small job to a total transformation. Just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Gladstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High.
20: Callaway's is, is everything for home and garden.
16: That's what Callaway's is.
28: If you're an employer and need workers fast, be a part of the Million Dollar Job Fair in Biloxi, April 14th at Edgewater Mall. This is the most heavily promoted job fair of its kind, with limited space still available. If you need workers, email jobfair at supertalk.fm. That's jobfair at supertalk.fm. Join other premier businesses who are already registered. The Million Dollar Job Fair is coming April 14th to Biloxi. So don't wait as available space is limited at jobfair at supertalk.fm.
4: To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk, Mississippi 97.3.
19: Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it. Let's hear
4: it.
0: Now, 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 back to the JT show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino on Super Talk, Mississippi. Mississippi.
2: Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show continues. Super Talk Mississippi on this Good Friday Eve. Final segment. We're bumped into it with, in the heat of the night, Mr. Tibbs. That was a good one, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. That was just awesome. The original movie and the series. Based, of course, in Spota, Mississippi.
3: Which I know Sparta isn't a real place, but if you are in the Magnolia State, uh, check your, your weather. You might be getting a warning for a freeze warning. That's nuts. On April 1st. It's not April Fool. <laughs> They're
2: crazy. being serious. Freeze warning. Wow. Well, we heard Cedric say he's not going to plow up the fields. Too cold. You know, I I'm doing my spring planting. I'm not a gardener, but I'm a flower guy, so... Uh, has, have been for 25 years or so. It's a big deal, but I'm kind of holding off on some of the more sensitive plants, a little fearful of the frost. But that's just weird. Never expected that. But it is uh, certainly the sun is shining. It's not raining, and it's not flooding. We We had our fill of that last year. So I'm grateful for that. And uh, so, and grateful for what looks like a pretty decent weather for the weekend and Easter Sunday.
3: Yeah, we did have a a little bit of localized flooding with that rain, that heavy rain that came through yesterday that yeah. wound up dropping the temperature. But uh, besides some some county roads getting washed out and exposing some culverts and stuff like that, I, I remember seeing a couple fast water rescue uh, teams headed out in case they were needed, but I didn't see any need for them too much. So yeah. Good thing there.
2: Yeah. We've got some uh, some text from our listeners. Thomas from Tupelo says, R.L. Burnside is a true legend, Hills Blues legend. Yeah. Cedric there. So, uh, also, I am grateful to, to have been blessed to live in a country with so many freedoms, high standard of living, and the ability to achieve goals that complete our lives. I pray that the next generations can have the same opportunities. That, too, on the C Spire text line. I agree, and if there's one thing that that I will continue to work for and towards it is to preserve those freedoms and the American dream and the opportunity for everyone to experience it if there's if there's nothing else, that's the underlying underlying cause that that I take seriously in our messaging and in our program and and I will forever be. Uh, critical of that which I believe inhibits it, and I will always point out and praise that which I believe enhances those opportunities. That's, that's kind of the deal here. So Ed from Aberdeen says, Gerard, I want to thank you and Rhino for what you guys do there every day. As we listeners are blessed to have you, keep up the great work. God bless you both. That's from Ed from Aberdeen. Aberdeen, Ed, appreciate that message. Thanks for taking a second out to send us that. We are very grateful for our audience and our our listeners and our viewers as well. You guys make the show, and it's been an honor for me to be part of the team and serve in this role, Um, filling in for JT. So grateful to have him uh, on the show today. And it, it was clear he was tired, but he worked through it, and wanted to touch base with the audience, and he did so, and we're grateful that um, he's still kicking and, and, and able to fight this, uh, this disease that is ravaging him. But, man, he is a fighter, and his story that he shared about his daughter and how she is taking care of him, and that's just phenomenal. It's just fantastic, and I, I, so I'm, I'm grateful when I see those kinds of relationships between fathers and their children. It's so critical to the strength, I believe, of our nation, and uh, he certainly personifies that. Uh, let's see. There's a Sparta, Mississippi, in Chickasaw County. That on the 662. How about that? we got to ask Will. He's from Chickasaw County. He knows every inch of Chickasaw County, best I can tell. So we're going to have to go ask him about that. Bubba wore boots because he wore white socks? How about that? Well, I think Bubba wore boots because a lot of law enforcement officers just wear boots. It's just more functional for them there. That on the C-SPIRE tax line. Yeah, so Thomas Tarkable says there is a real Sparta. Northeast Mississippi. Community near Houston. That would be Chickasaw County. What do you think? I didn't know that.
3: I mean, yeah, it's there. It wasn't the inspiration for the Sparta and in, in the the Night no, that Sparta is fictitious? Yeah,
2: but and I believe the television series, if I'm not mistaken, was shot. The
3: setting was a town in Georgia. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, and yeah. which is another fictitious yeah. Southern place. The Dukes of Hazard and Hazard County, Georgia, it's another one of those where they <laughs> they made one up based on the conglomeration of different places. Very cool.
2: This has been a really neat deal today everybody. I hope uh, you enjoyed it as much as we did. Stay safe. God bless. We won't be with you tomorrow. We will return on Monday, Will Rhino and I. Have a happy Easter everyone. Talk to you soon. God bless.